So, are you ready? I was born ready, sweetness. Oh my goodness! 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 Not another! Not another! Not another! Not another podcast! Well, actually, that's that's quite all right then. Hello, and welcome to episode ten of Oh my goodness! Ugh, not another podcast. Hey, I am so excited about this episode. This is the episode that you know I was. I was hoping we would make it here, because not all podcasts do. I have two people with me today. I have Mr. El Yeppie. Oh, oh, wait. Sorry. That's my husband's way of saying <laughs> El Yeppie. El Yeppie. Uh, may, I, may I say, before you do that, surely ladies first. Oh, oh I suppose. I was going to have you go first, because you are my first ever person to actually record with me. But, okay, I can do ladies first. So the other person that I have with me, except now she's the, the first person, person that I have with me because she's not the other anymore because he's put her first, <laughs> is Miss Juno. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Such a gentleman. Yes. Um, only on recording, though. <laughs> That's not nice. Well, that's very hard. <laughs> yeah. Calling my lawyer. And then, of course, the other... Now, since you wanted to be the other person, the other person with me is Mr. Jeppy. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. I like the way hello, you do you know hello. good. I stole it. Totally Jeppy's line. I stole it. You stole Jeppy's line? Yeah. The hello, wasn't that Vrishna? Oh, please. No. Hang on a second. My contract <laughs> specifically says you're not allowed to mention that name. Oh, <laughs> not on this podcast especially. <laughs> Don't mention it on the other one either because it kicks off. Yeah. It kicks off, mate. It's all over the place. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with me. I know for you, Gino, it's early. And for you, Jeppy, it's Pain in the not. But anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So going with our rather odd tradition, I'm going to start with a story about who. Oh, oh. who? Yay. So you think yeah. by the age of 10 that you would have got over your obsession with poo? Oh, maybe by the age of 50. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. Actually, what happens is, till about 10, you have an obsession with poo, and then it goes, and then it comes back about 70. Because you're just glad you can poo? You're glad you can without incredible pain, yes. Oh, and you want to describe it to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm Ooh, 70 years that. old, and look at this. I don't know. I don't think my father ever lost his obsession with poo. Oh. <laughs> well, there are isolated cases. I won't go into the uh, psychology of that, but yeah. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> I'd like you to see this a different way. This is... No, I can't even really say it's environmentally safe. Well, it is environmentally safe. And so... Oh, you have a story. It's either an environmentalist story or a poo story, whichever way you want to put it. Can I ask okay. you another question before you go on into your story? When you, do you actually search Google for the word poo? No, I have a website that only <laughs> publishes stories about poo. Poo.com. Yes. <laughs> there, there is a website that will will publish stories about poo, and yeah, it's it's specifically labeled poop stories. I can actually tell you where it is. The dream is gold mine. Look up the stories before before the podcast airs. But uh, oh no, that's so gross. <laughs> all right. It is there. There's a website. It's at newser.com, n-e-w-s-e-r.com, and there's a thing where you can. It, it's a page that says news about poop. 
to ask now. I think we shouldn't ask, you know. I don't think we should ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jeppy, the, the very first one we ever did about the panda poo tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's at the top of the page on there. And By the way, delicious. <laughs> oh, you did not try it. What? <laughs> No. Are you really going to pay the two hundred fifty dollars a cup? No. <laughs> but it was, it, let me just say, it was only the price that put me off. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. It wasn't the idea of it being Not made. The idea, it's the price. No. Ew. If only it was more accessible. Ew. <laughs> okay. So moving on. <laughs> this story also comes from Newser.com, and there is a poop-powered bike to tour Japan. So they've made a bike wow. that looks like it essentially looks like a toilet with an engine on the back. Oh what? No. And it's a it's a trike. It's three wheels and it um it it uses clean fuel and so it's powered by poo. What's an unusual use of the word clean? <laughs> wait, wait. I thought okay, when you first said that I was thinking like cow poop, you know you mean well, human poop. I, 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 it doesn't specifically say. It just says calling it clean fuel would be a bit of a stretch. Japan's top toilet maker has built a bike that runs on human excrement. Yeah. Oh, so it's, no. Oh, see, there's a line, isn't there? There's a line. Yeah. You jumped no. across. You so basically you, bolted over. You poo on the, you poo, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, what? <laughs> it says Toto's toilet bike Neo has a seat that looks like a toilet and it's powered by biogas from the driver's own poop. Right, see that? No, what? Oh! <laughs> is it? I can, I, can, I can see how it works though, because some sort of methane is it? That does look like it's a toilet. Method, yeah. That looks like a toilet. But then what? So do you not wear any pants when you. Well, the person on it wears pants. I don't think you poo while you're driving. That would be rather disturbing. Right? Uh, you would have to have pants like that have like no then. seat in the back. Right. You just pull over and, you know. I, I, Dump I don't know. Does it have a little? It says, <laughs> the trip that the bike is going to take also will make a stop at a boulder that's in the shape of a rear end. What the hell? <laughs> Talk about being obsessed with two. Wow. The Japanese as a nation have a problem, don't they? Yes. Um, yes. What problem nation. would that be? No. What? No, what sorry. Let's not be self-evident for what you've just exactly. said. <laughs> Never mind <laughs> the vast amounts of other things that they seem to get up to via the internet. Do you know anything about the Japanese? <laughs> Have you ever watched one of the television shows? <laughs> watch, watch a bit of anime for five minutes and then you Right, or that. <laughs> the obsession with the large boobs on all of the anime women. On two-year-olds. And dressed as schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they're, yeah you're, they're, you're quite right, you know, they're game shows, which, which yes. seem to be uh, just oh shoddy. Uh, Your game shows are shows. very wild. I will give you that. They are bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah, they are kind of wild. Wow. Oh, but anyway, there there is our poo story. Little to mention. Now we got it over with early on in the show. Me too. Well, it's, no. Mm-hmm. no, no, you wouldn't. So you wouldn't ride the bike. No. No. <laughs> I can't. You know what I can't imagine. The fact that you're is... asking it as if that's a sensible question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what surprises me about it, or what what is actually worrying me about it, is poo stinks. Yeah. I imagine. Burning poo stinks even more. And so to use this poo as fuel, it would have to change it in some manner. And I'm imagining it's not to liquefy it. And so, gosh, it must stink. In one of the uh, comments, somebody said, Taco Bell food will provide the high-octane fuel. Burns three times. 
Absolutely. Somebody well, else had this. I'm sorry. This would be the perfect vehicle to drive to your local Chinese food restaurant to pick up that poo-poo platter. Oh. <laughs> I guess you would have to be quite conscious of what you ate. <laughs> oh, no kidding. I mean... Food foods are much more gas-producing uh, than others. So would you want more gas or less gas? I would think more, more gas, gas would mean more stink. Yeah, but you want... It's, it's driven by gas. I mean, whatever goes right. in, actually, what's, what's driving the motor is gas, is, is, right. is the methane. Because actually, right. of, um, even here on the island, we have farms, pig farms, which, are, yeah. which have methane-driven engines and stuff, because they collect all the, uh, the pig poo. And, uh, and they put it in. A- yeah, they put it in a place, and it, and it produces methane gas. And methane gas acts as a uh, combustible. So, Absolutely. oof. Yeah. If you've ever been, I don't know. If you ever. It, been isn't it funny though that as a as a species, we we are happy. We're not happy. I'm not over the moon about other animals' poo, but we can deal with that much better than our own. That's because ours is disgusting. Like my as dog, ours is the same as everybody else's. Ours, no, well, everybody. Ours is the same as all the other. I mean, the dogs, the cats. I mean, ours is the same mm, as. Actually, I think Juno's right. Mean, the diet is means that ours is pretty disgusting. Yeah, I mean the consistency. Like when my doggies go out and poo, it's a nice little hard chunk, little rock. It's not squishy or gooey. Or well, <laughs> it's not squishy after it dries, but at first it's squishy. Okay, I've never given that theory. I've never tried to. Actually, you're right. I should go drop one out there and see if it ends up looking just like my doggy poo. <laughs> I've never tested that. So you're not, you're okay, saying, anyone who lives um, near Juno, beware. You're saying it's the environment in which you do it. Oh, you're going to be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, nothing, honey. Sorry, I'm just testing a theory. <laughs> over, on the, over on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's an experiment, dear. <laughs> <laughs> No, do you know, honest, I have to tell you a really disgusting story. I worked. Oh, it's perfect. Go ahead. It is. I worked at a, um, a tennis club for a while and uh, in the front office and, and doing things around. And uh, for some reason, Las Vegas, when it, maybe other places too, have, they have a large amount of homeless people who like to live in the parks. And this tennis club was adjacent to a rather large park. And one day the owner came in and said, oh, there's a mess out on the sidewalk and I need you to go clean it up. <clears throat> It's been there all morning, and the, sh- the tennis club didn't open until 10. So I go outside, and somebody had left a number two on the sidewalk, and it was nothing like my doggy poo. Nothing at all like my doggy poo. <laughs> well, if someone pro- if somebody left a number two on the sidewalk out there, they were probably either not all there right. or they were on something. <laughs> Absolutely. So it was... Yeah. I mean, who's going to drop their trowel and poo right in the middle of the sidewalk? Well, Juno is next weekend, so... Oh, that's true. That is true. She's going to try it out. Give it a You'll have to tell us how that goes. Well, she says it's the same as everybody else's. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think... I, I disagree. <laughs> it, it will be an interesting court case. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was on this and, podcast... Oh, wait, which, and, uh... <laughs> and, and cow poo, cow poo and horse poo are nothing like human poo. No, they're like, they're like flat pats, aren't they? Yeah. And wear like, one of those as a hat. Fairly soon after oh. you drop it. And, and little piggy poo, same thing. doesn't look anything like our poo. No, I disagree. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, well, think, I think we're split. Go. I think the jury's split on this. I think until the yeah. experiment's done, we can't really make any final decision, but we'll leave it maybe, there until we, we've done that. That'd be great. Maybe G can try it for us because... Oh, well, don't, don't. <laughs> See, the trouble is, when you vote <laughs> Big G, when you vote for that man and let him in, and suggest that he does something, Unlike most no. of us, we'll, we'll go, <laughs> he's Never out there it. dropping a deuce on the, on the sidewalk, and then we're in trouble, aren't we? So we kind of, <laughs> you're 
right. I'm bad. I'm sorry. So here's what we should do. Okay. All right. If any listeners happen to be in college and need a dissertation topic in the subject of biology, there you go. You can study everyone's poo and see if it's the same. And explain why people like there's less than other animals. There you go. So it could be psychology, too. Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Speaking of psychology. <laughs> wow. Look at this. <laughs> there is... Uh, I found this next one on blogs.babble.com, and I guess there's a mom who always takes her six-year-old to bookstores, and her daughter's always taking the books off the shelf and asking, Mom, what's this book about? Mom, what's this book about? And, and so eventually, the mom picked up some classics, and she asked her daughter to describe what was inside the classics just by reading or just by looking at the cover, and I found these utterly hilarious because many of these I have actually read in high school or in college and I think you guys will find them funny as well okay so um, remember that this is coming out of a six-year-old okay she actually seems to be a very smart six-year-old okay so um, I know Gina likes looking at the link so let me give you the link in the window I did does it mean Jeffy doesn't like looking at the links Oh, he's, um, he's, playing, he's, wow. he's playing wow. Yeah. <laughs> I realized right after I asked. I am yeah. not. <laughs> Whatever. I like. Like, they like, they undercut me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm dying. Okay, anyway. The first book that is described is The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And it has a cover that has, uh, it's blue and it has like a little city underneath and some floating eyes and lips and a few lines. And the little girl said, Mm-hmm. The little girl said, I think it's a book about a haunted theme park, and it stars a magical magic guy, and he's good and evil, and he's trying to get rid of the ghosts. And I think at the end, since it's haunted by a ghost, he tried to make the park go on fire, and it did. Oh, shit, you're right. Which it did, yeah. I said it would have <laughs> yeah. like. That's, uh, that is a hideous cover, by the way. It is. It is. For the it's great horrible. Gatsby. I mean, what the? Yeah. No, that's awful cover. <laughs> What the hell? Uh, <laughs> Damn, she I, I, I used to have one with, uh, you know, like the 1920s flapper, you know, the, the 1920s mm-hmm. dresses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the one really that nice I read, cover. that's what was on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this cover's awesome. Somebody's kind of all arty, they thought to themselves, I know what we'll do. We'll make it all arty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's turned out hideous, yeah. Yeah, it almost looks like she's crying too in one place. I don't know, it's kind of weird. She is uh, quite, if, it's like a drop of tear, there's a teardrop coming down. Yeah. yeah. If. You're a listener, and you would like to see these, of course, as always, I will have the links in the show notes. Mm. Um, the next one, which I think that is the cover that I had when I read that book, is To Kill a Mockingbird, and it's just got... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the same cover I got. In fact, it's so much yeah, fun to me. It's a very typical cover for the book, To Kill a Mockingbird. It just has the tree, and, you know, otherwise it's fairly plain. And it says... She said that it's about a guy that tried to kill a mockingbird, but he couldn't because the bird was magical. And the bird lives in different trees because he's trying to hide from him. But the man keeps hitting leaves that look like the mockingbird, but he never shoots the mockingbird. The guy is really bad, but the bird is really good. (laughs) She's very intelligent for a six-year-old. I like the idea of that because there's all those different leaves and the mockingbird might be among them. Is there a mockingbird among them? Can we see a mockingbird? No, I don't see one in there. I'm trying to zoom in on the... I don't see any mockingbird. No, just the tree and the branches. But, yeah, this little girl just cracks me up. That's not the funniest one. There are funnier ones. But, oh, this little girl is hilarious. The one about Steppenwolf is hilarious. But we'll get there. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
The next one is Animal Farm, which, of course, uh, have you two both read that one? Absolutely. Yeah, very political, very not for kids. Well, All right. it's not for kids. Yeah, it's totally for kids. They just they don't know what about, you know? I don't know. It's, Communism. Right, but they don't realize uh, that. You don't know the pigs and the, the geese and the, you know, you don't know. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was a book for kids. But anyway, Animal Farm by George Orwell. She describes it as it looks like a book for kids. I think it's about a donkey and a pig that do not like each other, and they both live on a farm for animals. The same farm. <laughs> it looks like it would be a funny book with a really nice ending. Okay. <laughs> well, she's a little right here and there. Well, I read this when I was like six. Okay, I thought it was a fine kids book. <laughs> it's actually one of those books that has layers to it so I think that you can read it, it in one way and then as you get later older on, you can read it in yeah. a totally different way yeah. and then you get it and you're like oh this book is oh that's not so good yeah there are parts in it that for me for a child would be like yeah I hope they don't understand that because oof well yeah but if you watch Bambi when you're a kid then I mean you know exactly. oh that's true come on any Disney movie what the hell <laughs> you know the true. mom's always already dead and then somebody's trying to kill you and what you know I mean, really? That's true. You could totally make Animal... Honestly, you could make Animal Farm into a Disney movie. I'm not <laughs> well, Animal awful. Farm was made into a movie, wasn't it? Um, was it? I think it was. It was made into a movie. Here, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure it should have been. has been made into a movie, yeah. Yeah, it has. And so they're... they're mm-hmm. And animated, I think. I think so, oh, I think you're right. I think I've seen that. Yeah. It's a cartoon, right? Right. Yeah, I know. I've totally seen that. It has to do a cartoon because of the lack of talking dogs and pigs and cats. <laughs> that wow. doesn't well, stop anything. Now. That's not true. They they did talking dogs in Homeward Bound Beverly on the, the remake version. <sighs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua. That is true too. <laughs> Babe, a pig in the city. Or cats versus dogs, or was it dogs versus yeah, cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats and dogs. <laughs> oh, and Babe, yes, Babe. Babe. I finally watched that movie a couple months ago. Really? I had never seen it. I wanted to, yeah, I went into it and I'd never seen it. And it Have came on and I was the, like, oh, uh, the third so one. Cute. Isn't it adorable? No, I haven't seen the third one. Baby the first a burger. one. Oh, they do not. That's what it's called. Jesse. No, it's not. picking a sandwich. Yeah. No. <laughs> McBabe's. <laughs> I was going to say, even though it's called a ham burger, it's made with beef. I know, right? So she she made a cow burger. No. Cow burger. Beef burger. Well, well I'm, beef sorry. Burger. I'm sorry that I, I did change it to sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have either of you read the Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451? Yeah. I have not. You have not? I, okay. And I, and I just saw the film as well. The film's very good. I haven't seen the film. I would love to see the film. I love the book. Okay. Um, do you know, I, granted, it's been many, many years since I've read this book, but what it is is in this book, um, books have been banned. They're like against the law to own them. And um, and it's what life is like. Is that a true story over in Alabama? No, it's like in the future. Okay. It's like it's like based in the future, and then um, what they have instead is they have like these big interactive televisions, which as technology goes on, it kind of scares me because it really kind of <laughs> it's going that way. Feels like yeah, and so they have these rooms where there's like a television on all four walls, and you can actually feel like you're in like the soap operas and stuff. Okay, and that and it's what goes along with this, and so it's a very serious type book. I really enjoyed it, but it's. The, the little girl's description of this book, and I'm not going to tell you more because I want you to actually read it. <laughs> but the little girl's no description spoilers. of the book. 
Yeah. <laughs> is, I think this is about a gigantic robot who goes on fire and he doesn't like himself. It has a sad ending. It looks like a book for teens. The title means fire, a really, really, really big fire since the number is 451. <laughs> that would mean it was really hot. So the robot <clears throat> must get really hot. Maybe that's why he's so sad. Oh, yeah. It's very descriptive. <laughs> she is. Yes. Wow. And but she's then, sick? The, she's sick? They're all books, aren't they? The robot's made out of books or paper. Or... Right. <clears throat> so, right? Well, that, and that's... That cover is not the cover that I had on the book that I read when I read Fahrenheit 451 in high quite, school. This is quite an old cover, by the way. Yeah, it, it's a very old cover. Okay. Which one? Do you know why oh. it's called 451? I don't remember. The uh, the idea was that it was the burning point of paper. Oh, wow. Fahrenheit oh, okay. <laughs> Technically, it turned out later on that it wasn't, but still, that's why he called it. That's why I called it 451. Yeah. That's cool. I did not realize that. It makes her, her uh, description that much more true. Prescient, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jane Eyre's was funny. I, I skipped a couple, I know. I, I skipped one over the flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Let's see. Oh, but it's funny. Okay, well, let's go ahead and do that one. <laughs> do you want to read it, Gina? <laughs> she, she says, I think it's a book for kitties. It's a colorful book. I think it's about a tiny bird that flew over a cuckoo's bird's nest. That is why it's named that. It looks like a really sweet kitty book. <laughs> I just think it's funny because she's like, it's a book for the kitties. And, you know, kitty, oh. and she is a kitty. <laughs> well, no, they're all crazy, so... Oh, I haven't actually very, read that. You book. haven't? Oh, no. that's why you skipped over. Oh, you should yeah. totally read or at least watch the movie. Well, if it if it really is a classic, then I may be able oh, to get it on my totally. Nook free. So, yeah, I'll I'll look because Nook has a lot of the classics out there for free. That's so I'm going to write it yeah. out of copyright. You can't just that's not oh. a classic classic. No, no, it's not really old if that's what you mean by classic. Oh, okay. But it's a very good book and the movie is really good because um um, um, what's his name? What's his name? Um, Jack Nicholson is, mm-hmm. the, is the star, and he's freaking brilliant in it. I like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, of course, this was like back in the seventies. I think the movie is. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Yeah. he was still a young, a young actor, and he was quite, quite good. So that's why. It usually, well, they're all crazy. The cuckoo's nest makes sense. And also, yeah. the, the the book itself and and the film subsequently are such a, a large part of pop culture. Yes. See it, you see sort of uh, allusions to it in all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, you, yeah, you should totally. That's a gonna add that to your list. That's a must read. Okay, I will look it up. And Plus, the kids I like um, I can't remember. I don't think there's anything really foul or graphic in it that I can think of. I mean, it's not a definitely not a happy book, but <clears throat> the kids would probably like it. My kids? <laughs> no, the in, your school kids. Oh, my students. I was like. Sorry. My eight-year-old? <laughs> no, 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 not your Maybe when your eight-year-old is thirteen or fourteen. But. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can move on to the Jane Eyre. I thought Jane Eyre was the the description for Jane Eyre is hilarious. Um, she says that this is about a girl that goes mining. I don't know why, but she looks like she would go mining, mining for gold. <laughs> what the hell? Which is actually quite close to it as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Why would she get that from the cover? I don't understand. I don't know. I think that it looks almost like there's a cave in the background, yeah. and she's sitting in front of it. Do you see that? That's yeah. the only reason I could see for that. When I was looking at that one, it just cracked me up. This little girl is like freaking me out. 
<laughs> like she touches the book and a little bit of it soaks into her skin. Yeah, at least basic concepts that a child would understand. Of course, they may not be exactly that, but yeah. That's so funny. Because they're not the most descriptive, uh, descriptive covers, you know what I mean? No, no, they're not. In fact, there's one cover that doesn't have anything on it, and her response to that one is pretty hilarious, too. Okay. Um, Moby Dick. Here's what she says about it. I've heard about it before, but I have no idea what it's about. I think that on the cover, it is an inside-out whale, so it's gross. Mm. The book is all about a whale whose name is Moby Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, The Catcher in the Rye is the next one. And it's just a plain cover, reddish, with The Catcher in the Rye written in a goldish font. And it says, it doesn't really have a story. The cover is weird. It doesn't give you any clues to what's on the cover like the other books do. So she doesn't like that one. She's like, no, I reject this. No, no, not this one. Steppenwolf, however. Um, Of course, I don't think this is the band Steppenwolf. I don't think I've ever read this one. It's by Herman Hesse. And, um, Hess. Hess? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that sounds much more intelligent. I will now withdraw my foot from my Hess. mouth and hopefully not sound like an idiot. And hopefully not sound like an idiot again. Um, anyway, Herman Hess, Jeff, Jeffy says. Um, and in fact, Herman Hess says as well. But don't worry. <laughs> 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 it says. That looks very creepy. My daughter insisted that there be three, exactly three exclamation points. That's cute. It looks like it would be scary and very, very strange and about creepy things. The story is about a very, very hairy eagle who hangs out with fancy ladies. <laughs> That's probably. I haven't read the book, so I don't know. Well, the Todd says, in the heart, he was not a man, but a wolf of the steeps. So I don't think it's supposed to look like a wolf, or it's supposed to look like an eagle. It's supposed to look like a wolf. A very, very yeah. hairy eagle. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a very, very hairy eagle? It kind of looks like a Oof. wolf. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Catch-22. Have you guys ever read that one? No. Yeah. My favorite book of all time. I put it in my I like top five. Really? It's in your top five? Mm-hmm. Okay, why don't you explain it to her since it's in your top five? <clears throat> the book Catch-22 is about a base, uh, air base in Italy, just off the coast of Italy, American air base, and about the, um, I guess what you call the futility of war. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a comic book, but it's actually, you know, there's a lot more depth to it than that as well. About oh, wow. the character Yossarian and his sort of travels. And Catch-22 is fantastic because it actually means that you can ask to leave the war and they'll send you home because they'll assume you're mad. But if you ask to leave the war, you can't be mad. And therefore, oh. you can't... <laughs> this is just Catch-22. It's just that, you, you know, we hear the phrase all the time, oh, that's Catch-22. Yeah. You know, it, it can never happen because it's uh, mutually exclusive. So it's a fantastic book. Absolutely fantastic. And, and is uh, that actually where that phrase came from? <laughs> it won't must yep. be. <laughs> yes. I'm writing that down. So her description is pretty damn good, then. She got the base and the plane. <laughs> you know, yeah, but little play at the bottom, isn't there? Yeah, there's a little play. <laughs> no, yeah, it's about baseball. <laughs> yeah, a person who likes to play baseball but also takes care of a plane. <laughs> so she's looking at that because obviously I guess he's in an army uniform. I guess he's seeing a baseball hat. Well, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> there was also a film, although 
it was it, it was a hard task to make it into a film. Yeah. Uh, but the film actually is very good in and of itself. So when was it made? The film, or I'd say you're looking the, at the, the film. 70s. <laughs> okay, 70s. so about the same time as uh, as, as that one flew over the cookies nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So cool. is Catch Twenty Two a classic? I would say so. It's one that I read in high school in one of my um, in one of my classes. Now, granted, it was a class that was built as a college course that we took in high school, but that, that's where I read Catch Twenty Two and Fahrenheit Four Five One and Catcher in the Rye. That's where I read a lot of right. it. Classic's a bit class. classic's a bit of a funny term though because uh, you know okay. books like Jane Eyre and uh, things like that, 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 those types of Dickens and that, they're classic classics. Like true classics. That's, what, I, know, that's what I They meant. were written yeah. in the classical period of the novel. Mm-hmm. But these are modern classics, I guess. Yeah, modern classics. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't even... Oh, okay, I'm an idiot. I didn't even know there was a book for A Clockwork Orange. What the hell? I have not, uh, I have not <laughs> read the book or seen a movie or anything about A Clockwork Orange. You didn't but see I find the, the description movie? Funny. Oh, my God. What the hell? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. You know what? I did not treat you like this when there were books that you hadn't read, Little Missy. Which one was this iconic? What are you, stupid? (laughs) I I didn't read what? I didn't read Steppenwolf. Oh, okay. No, you didn't read read Fahrenheit 451. Oh, damn, girls. It's not a competition. I read them all in all the films, so I win anyway. (laughs) Oh, no. You've got to watch A Clockwork Orange. Not with the kids around, but... Yeah, that's okay. No, and it's not no. a kids' book either. That's not even a meat. Like I, I actually hate watching that movie, but it's a brilliant movie. But oh, it's so disturbing. Okay, why would you? Oh, because it's disturbing. No, because Sorry. it's well, the movie overshadowed the book by some by some oh, degree. How about that? I didn't even know there was a book. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's because right. I think, I think you're not you're not alone, you know, because the, the movie is so iconic. And so and and caused such a fury and 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 continues to do so. In fact, it was only recently unbanned in certain countries. Oh wow! But really? Overshadowed oh, yeah. the book. Definitely. Oh yeah, it's like like countries that actually ban movies and such often, or just yeah, it wasn't. It hasn't been that long ago since it was lifted as a TV as it now to be shown on television. I mean, wow. It, it okay. was shown here in the cinema, but uh, when it, on its initial release, it was banned all over the place. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think in certain states and so on, you know, not just maybe those countries. Has, George, has George seen it? Oh, I don't know. I could probably ask him. You should. If if he hasn't, you guys. Well, I don't you should know. Watch it together. It's a it's a family. Yeah. It brings you together it's as a family. Terrible. It's a terrible, <laughs> disturbing movie. It really is. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. Cause I was just like, "What the hell?" Like, no, I will admit that he is more likely to have seen it than I, or um, or my friend that is over here often. Who shall not be named Pinkie Pie? She she has like this whole huge catalog of movies, so she she has a lot of movies. But so she's likely to. She might have it. Yeah, you will have to ask her what she thinks about it. Yeah, I'll ask her. It's awesome. and I'll ask my husband too. So. I think it just I would just had an anniversary. There was some there was some event that brought it to the forefront again, and it certainly has just recently been re-released as a Blu-ray. So it's probably like thirty years old or something. Where's IMDb doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's definitely because I, I remember in the recent past there being several uh, radio programs talking about it as a as a as an event. Wow! Not not enough to remember what the event was, but there was. <laughs> you just know that it was talked about. <laughs> yeah, it was being talked about again. It may have been. May, it may have been <clears> simply <throat> the release of the of the uh, Blu-ray. I don't know, but it's like every single Halloween 
here anyway, you will see you'll see at least half a dozen people dressed up in outfits that come from a clockwork. Well, that, again, it's it, it's like one for the cookers because as a modern classic, it, yeah. it has fueled pop culture. You know, right. you, you see these people in the bowl hats, and you think to yourself, "What the hell's that about?" Mm-hmm. You, know, you begin to realize what that is. So. Yeah. So the bowler hats came from this. Well, they didn't not the invention come from of it. the bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wearing of them, the wearing of them at Halloween, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next one is Wuthering Heights, which I have heard about, but I've never actually seen the movie or read the book, Stop. and I'm I'm rather ashamed of that. Okay, now I'm rather ashamed. Are you stupid? Of that. Oh, Wuthering! I have a, I have a freaking statuette. It's, it's a, is it a uh, love story? I'm sorry, what? Have you heard the Kate Bush song? No. Kate Bush, nobody, no, no. Maybe more of an English audience thing. She was more Uh British singer. She wrote uh, a song called Kathy Come Home. Oh, Uh, that's so cool! I'm writing that down. (laughs) And is it from Wuthering Heights, or is it based off of Wuthering Heights? Yeah. Heathcliff are the main characters. And oh, it's so sad. It's not a, a love story, would you say? It's, it's quite a twisted love story. It's a twisted love story, for sure, yeah. Okay. But, but it's incredibly emotionally deep. Yeah. And you, you, you finish the book and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> There's so many points during that book where I'm yelling at the paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> Because the the, uh, the characters don't necessarily... Sometimes I get jarred by a book where the characters do not act as I believe normal yes. humanity act. Totally. But in this case, you, you so the, the um, writing is so fantastic. The description of why they behave their way, the psychological damage that they both suffered yes. in order to get to where they are, it, it, is, a, it is a fantastic book. And, and there's been at least two very good versions of the film. Actually, there's probably been multiple versions of the film, but mm-hmm. a few really bad. But I was gonna say, wasn't there one with um, Julia Roberts or somebody in it? Pretty Woman. No. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. No, I'm thinking of the wrong person. No, 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 no. Um, My favorite one is old. It's old black and white. So yeah. an old one. I think they yeah. did it. They, they sort of really did it, a fantastic version, as you write, probably a black and white version. Yeah. And then there was a, quite a few ones that kind of didn't get it. I would think, though, that in the movie, you wouldn't get as much explanation, and so you would get even more frustrated. You would think so, but the movie's quite There's two main characters, Kathy and Heathcliff, but also one of the... This is... We're going into more of a literary discussion, but one of the other characters is the actual environment, the Yorkshire Mm -hmm. Moors. The the Wuthering itself is is a a house up in an area where there's a constant storm going on. It's yeah. constantly windy, blowing. That's what Wuthering means. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very good book. Very very good book. Yeah, you should totally. Oh, you gotta add that. that one. Up. Add, yeah, add that to your list. It's a, it's, that's a classic. Right there. You won't be recording for about six or seven weeks. You have to read all these books again. <laughs> um, I read about five books in three or four days not long oh. ago. So no, I actually read very quickly. Um, but they were comics, weren't they? No, no, they weren't. I will admit that they were more young adult novelish because um, I, I do read I do read a lot of young adult novels because of my children in my classroom. I like to find books that I can put in my classroom, and so I tend to try to read about on the level sometimes that they're reading, so I can actually relate to them once I learn a little bit about them. Because you know, about middle school is the age where they really start to hate reading, like hate it. And so my That's hope so is awful, that if I know it? this student well, it is. It's terrible. 
And I'm hoping that if I know the student well enough, I can hand them a book and say, you know what, I read this book, knowing you, I think it's on a topic that you might like. And I've actually gotten several kids to start reading again that way and let them discover new authors that they enjoy. It's just um, so often I read far below my level just because not only is it an easier read, it is an easier read and it's not as mind taxing because the fact is when I get home from work, I'm mentally exhausted. But also I'm able to relate a little bit to my students. They can say, hey, miss, I'm reading this book. And I was like, hey, you know, I read that one. Tell me what you think of it at the end. And then we talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Write me a paper. (laughs) Oh, I'm a math teacher. Okay. But it's, right. you know, um, right, but whether before we go on, so I'm, uh, we've, you've actually touched upon probably one of my favorite subjects, literacy. literacy, literacy mm-hmm. uh, is there a split between male and female uh, in as much as those people that dislike reading? Because I just thought that females tended to stick to reading more than males did. Um, as far as my students go, I find it pretty equal actually there's I have you know in each class I have a couple girls that just really love it and always have their nose in a book and I also have a couple boys in each group that just really love reading and always have their nose in a book and I find that it actually seems to rotate more around maturity the students that are very immature that are undisciplined Mm -hmm. tend to hate reading because they would have to sit too long yeah and they Right, and they claim it to be boring, and I'm not sure where this comes from. My children, we make them read every day. That's just, <laughs> right. that is, it's part of our daily routine. They will read, and it's usually before bed, um, but as a result, my children, when I hand them a book during the day, they'll also sit down and read it if they want to. We don't force it during the day. We only force it at night, but we'll read with them. We'll help them with it. Sometimes they hand us a book to read to them. Sometimes they want to read it themselves. I think maybe what it may draw on more is when you look at a student, do their parents read? Mm -hmm. If their parents read and their parents enjoy reading, I think a child is more likely to pick up a book because their parents show it and demonstrate it as acceptable and not boring behavior. If you have a parent that they themselves hate reading, they're going to tell their kid, God, I hate reading. You know, when their kid brings out a book, that does not encourage the child to read. But they have so many more distractions these days. I, I mean, when I, I'm probably the That's same true. with the two of you, I don't know. But when I was growing up, if you didn't, if you weren't reading, in, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, over you were outside, you know, mm-hmm. running around, my, or you were inside my, reading. You know, there wasn't a whole like heck of other things to do. That's true. Yeah, my um. My issue with reading is that I do read so fast, and I'll pick up everything in the book even though I read it like that. And I have a friend that goes, God, how do you do that? And I was like, I just sit down and read. I read The Help. Um, of course, that's a pretty thick book in a day, um, and that was with doing laundry. Did you laundry. read it or did you have The Help to read it to you? <laughs> no, I read it, and that was with um, making sure my children were fed, taking care of them. I had conversations with my husband during that day. Uh, you know, I I'm still aware of what's going on around me. I'm not sure how I do that, but and I I actually hold conversations while I'm reading as well. And my friend found that really weird. She was talking to me one day while I was reading, and she's like, "Am I bugging you?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> so that drives me mental. I, I I need to be focused. I can't. Me too. Yeah. Well, if it bothers me, I'll just close the book and I'll just pick it up later. I mean, it doesn't. 
And you won't give your friend a slip smack in the udders. No, quick smack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to stop calling me a cow. I'm not calling you a cow. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Our little Twitter back and forth there. Big G called you a cow. What? He did, but then you told me, he. well, he sent, actually, do you know, he, he sent you and I, a picture, no, he sent you and I pictures of cows. That doesn't call you a cow. And I asked him, and I said, are you calling me a cow? And <laughs> and Ogre goes, he's totally calling you a cow. <laughs> so it's all the time that he calls. <laughs> he does that. He definitely stirred that part. He loves, yes, he loves those thoughts. <laughs> it went from there, and so Jeppy told me that I should totally beat him up, but I better be careful because I know how much a kick in the udder hurts. And I was like, "You're calling me a cow too, you meanie!" How would Jeppy know? <laughs> how much that exactly is the question that I was asked. Really? <laughs> I said that I couldn't tell him. I couldn't tell him how I knew, but milk production was way low that week. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, we've never, we have, all this time we still haven't read the girl's description of Wuthering Heights. We've gone so far, so hold on. That's right. Her description is, it looks weird. I think this must be a book about a tree. I would not read a book about just a tree. It looks like it's a sad tree, too, since it has no friends. Aww. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it was sad. It was very it was sad. sad. I, I book, but... Gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. I greatly enjoy reading. I hope that my children will keep that up too. They enjoy books too. I mean, they have a ton of them, and you know, in our house, my husband reads and I read. We all read, so Absolutely. I hope. Okay, I'll just send you a picture of my library later. <laughs> Most of my library now is digital because I have it on my Nook. I have a lot of stuff on there, and every Friday, since Barnes and Noble gives out a free book every Friday, I kind of look at the book and whether or not I want it, I go ahead and download it. Anyway, um, yeah, you switched. You switched to digital books. I did. Oh my God. Ugh. Trouble is, not popular though. Cause she went with a Nook rather than Kindle. What's what's crazy yeah, book right? is that? I'm sorry. I prefer to be able to walk into a store and have them help me with something rather than having to send it in and having to wait three what? to four weeks to get it send back. It what? If if something happens to that Kindle because it's an online store, you don't have anywhere to go for maintenance. You have to send it in. <sighs> what are you going to do when Barnes & Noble goes under because nobody's buying books She's anymore? about to. Hmm? Well, I will already have purchased a ton of books. In fact, they're changing. They're <laughs> changing <laughs> when Amazon goes under, so there. Amazon is Amazon's going not going under. <laughs> Barnes and Noble's hanging on by a thread, I tell you. Yeah. Amazon's putting Barnes Noble under. <laughs> they are. I've actually walked into. I love Barnes and Noble. I've actually walked in Barnes and Noble though. I find a book I really like, and I'll go on my phone see how much Amazon is selling it for. Yeah. It's There's so a sad. book out. that's just come out called. Uh, Funny Things Book Buyers Day or something. It's just a little collection of uh, British bookshops and some of the funny things people have said as they've come in, which I think is available on the Kindle. Um, and a lot of them are like that. Oh, can I help you? Oh, yes, I'm looking for such such a book. And they find it from them and they'll be like, that's excellent, thank you. Oh, you don't want to buy it? Oh, no, 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 I'll get it online. It's much cheaper. As they go out the door after they've had like half an hour's help from a, from a, from a bookseller. 
Oh. It must be quite demoralising to say. Just, yeah, just to hide them and talk this. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them. Right? But they, I don't know. I wouldn't tell them either, but I'm sure. Oh I'd be like, oh, I, I'll come back on payday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it a side for me? Yeah. Uh, who must be a bait has just started using the Kindle. She um, refused to do so for quite a while. She's a, bit, she's a bit funny around technology. I think her upbringing means that she feels that it may steal her soul. So she's... Uh, <laughs> She doesn't really like it all, but she's. Um, but there was a series of books which she'd asked me to get hold of. I won't tell you which ones because they're quite disgraceful. And I said, well, I can get them, but I'm going to get them on the Kindle. I'll get them on the electronic. Oh, no, 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 I'd like to have the paper. And I said, no, no, we've got this Kindle now, and I can get them, and you should be able to use that. So it's, it's actually driven her to use it, and now she won't put it down. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to drag it from her hands so you know, that she communicates to the rest of the household. She's, well, she's when, up, um, now, up there now reading, it, reading a book on Kindle. Yeah. When I first was trying to decide between choosing the Kindle Fire or the Nook Tablet, it was when the Nook Tablet had just come out, and the Nook Tablet had 14 gigs of space, and the Kindle Fire had 7 gigs. This, and this must be well before the Kindle Fire. No. Kindle Fire has only just come out, hasn't oh, it? Oh, you know what? It may. It, no, I only bought it in December. Oh, okay. I yeah, and then, um, well, I, I've had a Nook for over three years because I had one of the ones with no backlight, but yeah. when I was trying to that's what, decide that's what, what to buy. Me, so I know you've had a Nook for a while. Yeah, and, um, the, uh, and then also on the Nook, you can put in a macro memory card or micro macro, mm-hmm. which one of those, micro. and you can make, SD. you know, you can give it more memory, whereas the Kindle, you can't do that. And so when I was comparing, I figured, you know, if the Kindle, if I run out of space, I'm going to have issues. On the Nook, mm, running out of space is not going to be a problem. In all honesty, if you run out of space, even on a Kindle, you've got issues. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. I like, I personally, I love the Kindle. I think it's fantastic. It has a great feel to it. You know, it feels, you know, initially, that initial ooh, bit of plastic rather than a nice book is soon mm-hmm. uh, replaced with a nice you know, Kindle. But most of the time now I use it, I have a tablet, um, which obviously has a lot more than just books on it. But yeah. And I, the, the, only yeah. Reason, the only reason I moved towards the, the tablet, as well as it having a backlight, but also because the screen was that much bigger. And being being on an elderly the, age, I need to have the font quite high. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and the one reason I, too, or another reason, too, that I went for the Nook was that I was looking for a tablet, but I couldn't afford an iPad at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, That's of course, big. both of them, the Fire and the Nook tablet are both tablets. But, and my, see, my parents have Kindles. And I have the Nook. And so I sat there and I played with the Kindle and I like mine better. But I think that it will be true for no matter, I mean, whichever one you have is the one you're going to like. I don't think anybody would actually buy one of those and spend that kind of money and not enjoy it. I can't see that happening. Okay, the next book on our little list here is Brave New World. Oh, another great book. I, oh, I find the book disturbing in many ways. Good, as you should do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I meant close the door quietly, kid. Close the door. <laughs> Slam it. Bam. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I found, yeah, I found this book to be incredibly disturbing. The fact that, you know, the whole, ugh, I just, I don't know. And, but the cover is very interesting, the cover on this particular novel. Yeah, that's weird. It's different from, the, my, the one I had, I think, was brown, and it had, like, 
Houses, I don't remember, but her description of it is this book is about the future. I think the future will all be robotics because that's what it's like in cartoons. So this book would be like that. <laughs> well, she's right about the future, I guess. She is right about the future. That's funny. This, she's very perceptive. She is. <laughs> really? Is. It's a shame that Lisa, I know, I, I'm desperate to discuss this book now, but I know that's not why we're here, but. At some stage, we should do a little book podcast. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Except he might only decide to show up every fifty episodes. Well, there is. No, that. he really likes books. He like, it's the subject I'm interested That's... in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But see, we started this one. We were supposed to be you and I, Jeppy, and you know, and so. Oh, you know, there we'll... you go. Uh, you know, supposed to be me and Jeppy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was supposed to be me and Juno. Me and actually, actually, actually it was supposed to be okay. me and Elarchia. Actually. <laughs> Right? It's <laughs> me. <laughs> well, all you're proving, Jeppy, is that you're the one. That <laughs> but, yeah, I would, um, I've actually, I've thought about, cause since some of these episodes are so far apart because of having to schedule with different people in different countries and having to co- uh, coordinate with people because, you know, my schedules aren't always the same as theirs, and because I don't have someone who's on here every week with me, oh, um, and I'm finding other people. Uh, <laughs> sometimes there's sometimes there's more time between an episode than a week. I've thought about doing some like between the episode episodes. I'm kind of taking this a little bit from Janet Ivanovich, who has her between the numbers books that are separate from her regular one for the money, two for the dough, blah blah blah, and having little stories read in that and um i don't know i might mm. Mm. I, I, so. yeah i know yeah every time you mention a book now I'm like oh, 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 oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> brave new world i recently read as part of a a book club thing um oh. i'd read it sort of years ago and i and again there's a film and it seems to be a film for most of these books but um <clears throat> fascinating book fascinating book and also it's a book that will spark uh, some interesting conversation about dystopias and utopias and 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 how we deal with a growing population and that type of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeppy, you and I can talk a little bit later if you want to. So I'm going to talk um, to Juno about it. You're out of the picture now. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Wait, I'm the one that's sitting here and producing these. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I can see somebody else going to get that with Swift kicking the others. Go on, go on. <laughs> Okay, the next one was another book that really disturbed me. <laughs> um, and it is Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, well, again, like, if you weren't disturbed by it, I would be disturbed by you. I know, right? It was, oof, it was, yeah. Yeah. That's terrible, huh? You haven't read that one yet? See, I am not excited much about the ones you have not read. I'm writing it down. (laughs) Okay, Slaughterhouse-Five is graphic, did you know? It's it's very graphic. It was about, um, like, the factories, right? It's been a long time since I read it. Well, it has a a bit of a time... Slipping back and forth in time, the guy yeah. main character unstuck in time, and the uh, one of the key uh, moments is the bombing of Dresden. Um, and it was written for a purpose, wasn't it? They were trying to open people's eyes about something. About again, about the, uh, the well, I suppose the destructive power of war 
the, um, mm-hmm. the futility of it again. It's, uh, Was it another World War II? There's several elements. It's not. It's it, 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 like I say, one of its central time is the bombing of Dresden, which I, I don't need to expand on what the bombing of Dresden was. Doesn't it have like the rise of industry in there too, though? Or am I thinking of a different book? Say again. The, the rise of like industry. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a mo- it, he's moving through time. So yeah, he, he touched on several subjects. Mm-hmm. And her her description is um, it's about the desert. It's a mystery about the desert. You know, I think it's actually about a slot machine that is lost in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> you know, I'd read that. I'd read that book. I know, right? A slot machine lost in the desert. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that wait, isn't that all of Las Vegas? It's a desert. Yes. There's tons of slot this machines. This is a book about Las Vegas. Holy shit! <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> slaughterhouse five. It kind of makes sense. I don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Taking to the slaughterhouse after we lose all our money. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the next one I have not read, though I had heard about it a lot when I was growing up. It was uh, in, in wait, Lord wait. of the. Wait, wait. You haven't read Lord of the Flies? Sorry. What are you stupid? Oh my goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffy, goodness gracious! <laughs> but it's a classic. <laughs> Well, there's, all of these are classic. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just busting your udders. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, I like that. That's funny. Wow. If we had a movie competition, I'll bet one of you would win. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Jeppy, probably. <laughs> Lord of the Flies, another fantastic book. Another, uh, yes, uh, another. What's it about? Mm-hmm. It's about a group of schoolboys, British schoolboys, who um, who end up stranded, and uh, and how they devolve from um, how it's could it's actually very good because it's actually it talks about like the the thin veneer of civilization that mm-hmm. we have and how quickly we will turn to our natural state um, given you know the removal of the the trappings of civilization and it, yeah. it's, it's very good it's how they how they form up into tribes and how they start to you know. Become. So are you telling me if the Y2K bug had actually worked and everything electronic had gone on the flip, we would all be flag. barbarians by now? Yeah, it's a very good yeah. sociolo- sociological look. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good book. But oh. yes, I mean, again, I fear that we don't have the time to go into a deeper discussion about this. But yes, the 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 the, the, the very thin patina that sits between us and our natural selves is 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 incredibly mm-hmm. thin. I mean, you it's only have to look at here in the UK a few years back. We had a fuel crisis where there was a strike and fuel was not being delivered to petrol stations. And because it wasn't being delivered to petrol stations, it meant that trucks weren't able to deliver food to supermarkets. And it was only Mm. days before there were people in queues outside supermarkets in punch-ups and fighting over beans and and ridiculous amount of uh, barbarity because of a very simple removal of a, a trapping civilization, which is the fast delivery of food. Mm-hmm. If that had gone when was this? Another, this was not that long ago, maybe two or three years ago. If they yeah. had gone on for any longer length of time, because it's actually, it literally was only a matter of days. If it had gone on for two weeks, there's, there's a saying, I'm not sure who said it, that you're, we're all three meals away from barbarity. Oh if you God. miss three meals because yeah. of forced, you know, for circumstances, then you're you know you're likely to take to the spear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably yeah. not so fast, but the, but you can see it happening all, all over. You can see how quickly people degenerate into 
into the mm. into our natural. And this is the thing I, I tweeted a little while ago about how, while reading history, I'm constantly shocked by how shocked other authors are. How when humans act like humans, <laughs> that they that they believe given you know these things that we have, it's internet, the internet, and electronics, and television sets, and fifty-inch plasmas, and cars, and so on and so forth, that we're a million miles away from our previous natural selves. We're not. No. These are just no, trappings that sit on top of it. So. So do you think it's like a just a desperation for survival that would put us back on that? Well, there's a again. I, I don't have all the name tan, but there's a um, probably Julia may know this better than me. But there's a there's a list of things that we need to have, like shelter and food and sex mm-hmm. and all these types of things. And and it, it it's it's done in a triangle so that we will seek shelter, and we'll seek food, then we'll seek shelter, and so on and so forth. So we'll go down the line. When each one of those is removed or is challenged anyway, say for instance you lose your home or you're not able to easily feed, then you will. You will turn to your natural self, where you, where you would have been, you know, a thousand, two thousand years ago. Wow! Even if you so, look at like uh, look at situations like over in Egypt and like political situations, and like the first thing people do when they get upset over things is they start rioting and looting and 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 killing one of them. Yeah, and it's not even you know. You only have to look at Katrina as well. I mean, yes. Oh, the, yes. the and we're shocked. This is what's this this what surprised me. People are shocked, but. That, this, that is, we are animals. We're human. human you know, we, we call ourselves humans, which of course we are, but we are a type of animal, and we have right. natural instincts which yeah. need to be met. And while they're being met, then we can be as civilized as anyone. Right. But you start to take those away. Then, Just like yeah. Katrina, for instance, when you know they they had bodies laying in the street, and how shocked were people that mm. other people would just leave bodies laying in the street? And it's like, well, you know, they're fleeing for their lives, and they're, you know. Yeah, there there comes a time where no it's shelter. them or me, and when right. they're already gone, and there's no shelter and there's no food, right? Or right. Or, the, or there's the idea that there won't be any shelter or food, and people react to that, and it's yeah. the survival of the fittest or whatever, you know. And those mm-hmm. those propriety things, just those proper ideas, just go right out the window. Society can only exist. Civilized society can only exist with with excess. Therefore, if you've got, you can't have. The, the societal things that we have, such as art and so on and so forth, if you've not met your basic needs, it's, it's not possible to do that. In fact, you can see you can see in archaeology that as soon as humans started to settle and have excess, so for instance, they were growing more food than they themselves could eat, it was then that they could turn to the other more the things that we consider civilized. As soon as you remove those, as soon as you remove those things, there's no there is no society. There's no there's no um, need to group. You have to think of it as an individual. One of the things that I find absolutely frightening, and this is uh, definitely a, a major jump leap aside, but when they uh, <laughs> looked at the Titanic, the Titanic sank, and they looked at the bodies that they recovered, so many of them had broken shoulder blades, and they couldn't understand why. They couldn't understand uh-huh. why there was, and the reason was is because other yeah. people stood on top of them oh in order to God. get up into the water, but because that that situation was so. You know that, that removed everything, but your instinctual need to survive. Wow! That you were you were willing to do anything, which was in, mm-hmm. in this case, you know, stand on another human being in order to get out. Right. Well, so, even when you know, the whole situation was just wild. Yeah. Mm. But even when I mean, they're the like the movie only big... touches on part of it, I imagine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But even like during like those big soccer matches and things, like when when the the buildings or the, the, the things have collapsed, you know what I mean? 
There's been a mm-hmm. couple of incidences where it, it, it soccer cool. matches, there's so many people. Exactly, right? People there's just trample. Die. People die because they get stepped on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're stepping Temple. on other people, and, and it's, and there's it's so okay. There's so many examples of it through yeah. history. And oh, yeah. Stories, so totally. It reminds me of the, the Walking Dead. Have either one of you seen that? I haven't. No. Well, I did read some of the comics, the comic books when they oh. first came out. Then it's probably very similar to the comics, I imagine, as far as like the the view on society and, and how that just completely crumbles and, and what you have to do to survive. Yeah. yeah, and the things that become okay and acceptable to do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we can sit here in our in our nice warm houses, you know, well fed mm-hmm. and uh, surrounded by electronics, and and look aghast at the the ability for humans to be relatively barbaric. But you know, I, I, know. I, I think we're very we're, we're much closer to that than we imagine. Mm-hmm. Not historically, we're not much closer to that. It's not going to happen in the next few months. I'm saying we're much closer to that as a human being to acting that way than we think we are. Three three meals away, right? Well, three meals away. <laughs> For me, it's probably probably a couple of snacks and, and, and a pizza, but yeah. <laughs> before, I start, before I start chomping on the neighbours, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the description for The Lord of the Flies from the little girl was this is all about a tiny town beneath the ground and it looks like it has a lot of people in the town i think they live in africa it looks like a fun book for kitties <laughs> teens all ages <laughs> yeah okay no. <laughs> not exactly if you mean, if a tiny town beneath the ground she means isolated yeah i could go with that but yeah. well if you look at the cover the cover has the big tall leaves and then it has if you look in the sketches it has little people down there yeah it took me a minute to see those but yeah, the schoolboys. yeah yeah so um all right the next one is on the road i've actually never read that one how about you Jack guys Carol, yeah. you're the only one that's read it jeffy yeah i read cool. Jack, yeah. yeah it's a bit i i have to be honest with you, i'm not a big fan of it because of the, the style of writing it's, it's like a bebop very, uh, uh, very uh, stream of consciousness type writing, which I'm not a huge oh, fan of. Although the story yeah. itself is is fascinating. Okay. It's, you know, actually, this I take that back a slight bit. The story itself is is relative, is incredibly simple. It's just a journey. But you know what the guy discovers, and also as a as a, a historical document of the 60s, which which is when mm-hmm. it's set, is uh, is very interesting as well. The 60s in which country? The U.S. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the little girl thinks that it's a story about a car, and the car goes to Mexico, Indonesia, and other places. <laughs> it's about a car that goes on all sorts of adventures. Indonesia from? Oh, maybe that little chunk <laughs> at the back. It's like a. Sorry, it's like yeah. a. I don't know. The guy on the cover is a teen, and he likes to drive people around to places, and he's French. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's because of the striped shirt, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this little six-year-old, um, in in the description of Atlas Shrugs, you'll see that um, this little six-year-old, I think, is rather unique. The mother explains that at night, they read mythology oh, books awesome. to her. Mm. That's very cool. And so she seems like she's a little, I mean, she's a little brilliant. <laughs> when I was a kid, that was my favorite thing to read, mythology. Mm, I love mythology. Mm-hmm. All right, the next book on here is one that I finally am familiar with again. <laughs> The color purple. Oh, God. And yeah, and it's, she says this book has to be about the color purple. I think it's a baby book. It looks like it would be very short. <laughs> I think there must be a blob of purple that lives in that house, and the purple blob just stays in its home and is lazy. <laughs> I think it looks like a very boring book. 
There is a blob. <laughs> and he is lazy, but... Yeah, but it's not purple. No, it's not boring. I think that and the... Uh, what was their one? The um, slot machine in the desert. I think they would both be great stories about the colour purple. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be a purple slot machine in the desert? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Um, of course, I also I've I've seen the movie The Color Purple and it made me cry. But that's nothing isolated. A lot of movies make me cry. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, very depressing. Yes, it is. It's yeah. It's not one that you want to watch you, to be uplifted. No. If you cry easily, don't watch Babe Pig in a Sandwich. Cause that's <laughs> oh goodness. Have you, uh, Tabby, Tabby seen? They adapted the Color Purple's a, a Broadway show. Really? Yeah, and um, it's a musical. And Tabby, a musical? Tabby, I don't know if I could see that as a musical. I know, right? She watched also the color backed by Oprah, yeah. wasn't it? It was also the uh, yeah. musical backed by her. Yeah. Probably. She did a really good job in that movie, by the way. Yeah. And uh, what uh, Whoopi Goldberg, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Whoopi. And she, they watched the Color Purple, and then the next day they watched um, Wicked. Oh, yeah. And she had never watched the movie, The Color Purple, or read the book. And uh, she was just like, oh. what the heck? So that must have been quite of an interesting... Or that must have been How quite long ago was that, <laughs> I know, right? But then she watched um, the movie. I was like, oh, you have to watch the movie, sweetie, at least. you know." Um, she, <coughs> likes, she likes reading, but at that point, she wasn't reading longer books. And um, <laughs> so she watched the movie, and she was just like aghast, just totally horrified. <laughs> she was just <laughs> like, that was... Flipping depressing. Like, what the hell? It, was, it is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's... I know. A movie that I loved. See, I loved The Color Purple, but yes, it was depressing. Yeah. Same thing for me. Um, the uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, see? Okay. That's not an upper for me either, but I love it. That's over. But it's, yeah. it's not uplifting to me. I'm just like, I just want to... Oh, I want to wring his neck at the end of the movie. See, that's but, I won't. I won't watch. He bought the. He read the book and he bought the movie and he keeps trying to get me to, to watch it. And I'm like, the only reason you like it so much has got to be it's because it's freaking depressing. He loves books like that. <laughs> loves them. Old country. You know the, what was that? No country. Did you, have you read the book? Uh, the color purple. Oh no! no sorry, sorry. No, no. I, I don't. I don't oh, you should. No. It's good. I hate that. It. It's good. I know it's going to be horrible because he loves it so much. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest and say that I had trouble getting into it with the first couple chapters. And Jeppy yelled at me. He's like, don't you dare stop reading it. You better finish it. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't tend to do that, though. Even when I get bored, unless it is just incredibly frustrating to me, I will go ahead and I'll go through and I'll, you know, continue with the book. And in that case, I did. And I was... Yeah, I got to a point where I just couldn't put it down. It was really good. And um, Mr. Jeppy... Um, oh, is... don't go on about that either. I'm going to sort it out. <laughs> no, go on about it. Go no, on. it's because I said that I would get her the other two books. I haven't done it yet. And she's moving oh. on about it for the last four years. <laughs> four <laughs> years. Like, I my birthday is tomorrow. By the way, happy, happy early birthday. Dream. <laughs> Thank you. But no, um, I, I only remind him about it every couple of months. So. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> it's not like I go on and on about it constantly. He just doesn't talk to me that much. So anyway, um, if he talked to me more, it wouldn't seem like... you it more, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, it's like it was such a tag because I would still wait as long between mentioning it, but oh, you would hear my me. much more often. Anyway, <laughs> um, Atlas Shrugged, I am not... 
I have not read that one either. I think I'm familiar with the concept, but I have not read it. Mm-mm, I haven't read that. Have you, Jeffy? Uh, no. Okay, so this is one that none of us have read. Oh, wow. <sighs> the first okay. one. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's actually, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've gone through several books, so we're doing pretty good here. Yeah. Um, it. So, for those who are familiar with Atlas Shrugged, I'll go ahead and read the description. Unfortunately, we probably can't laugh about it too much because we don't know how different it is. But she says it's about Daedalus and her spelling. That was her spelling. Her It's actually Daedalus. He's an ancient god guy who prays a lot. This book is about him crying. He's crying because he doesn't like himself at all because he hates himself. It looks like a saddy, saddy, saddy book. And it says on the bottom that she loves Greek mythology at bedtime, hence the Daedalus. She said, uh, reference. She said, "Saddy, saddy, saddy, bookie." Yeah, saddy. <laughs> sad. It looks like a saddy, saddy, saddy bookie. Yeah. See, that sounds more like oh. a six-year-old. <laughs> yes. Um, the next one is 100 Years of Solitude." If you want depressing, uh, is that one depressing? Yeah. Well, everything Mark has wrote was depressing. I'm surprised. I'm he lived as long a life as he did. <laughs> well, the um, the colors or the cover is very colorful, and so she says that she thinks this book is about a sprite that lives in the forest, and she meets a lion and a tiger and a bear and a mouse. Oh. It's the bells with a mouse. Oh wait, <laughs> she also no. meets a leaf and a tree. It's a magical book, but for teens. And I can see that from the cover. I mean, I can see where she's pulling all of that information. But if it's depressing, as Jeppy says, then that is definitely not right. That is a misleading <laughs> cover there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Tolkien book cracks me up. Um, she was shown The Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. And I have read this one. Thank you. Yeah. And so it says, this book is about a tree on a hill. The tree is the star of the book, and it's very nice a very nice tree, but everyone else is mean. I think the tree has a magical ring, and some evil guys capture the ring and put him on the top of the hill so they can watch him. What? Okay, <laughs> where the hell did she get that from? The tree. I can see the tree. That's the... Yeah, but where did you get the tree at the top of the hill? Where did she get the ring from, I mean? I was fine. The name. The, tree. the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. You're right. I'm like looking at the picture going, I don't see a ring. What? There's no ring. <laughs> oh. Sometimes I'm not smart. <laughs> it's okay. I've had a couple of moments this podcast is like that too. Uh, the next one, we've only got two left. The next one is Forever by Judy Bloom. Oh my God. I haven't read this one. I've read a lot of her little kid stories, but not this one. I think I read uh, this when this I was, was like 10 or something. It says the, let's see, the something story. I can't read what that word says. <laughs> the, oh, the moving story of the end of innocence oh. by best-selling novelist Judy Blum. Hmm. And um, in, in the comment by the author of this article is, yes, I'm playing fast and loose with the meaning of classics. Right? And, I'm going to say that's not really a classic. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, Judy it's, Bloom is classic. So I went through a Judy Bloom phase, so, you know, but... Yeah. yeah. It says, this book is about a person who loves someone. He left her, and so she's really sad. I think it looks like a very sad book. It's not a comedy at all, at all, at all, at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see it because the lady looks kind of sad on the, yeah. the cover. Now, the last one, I don't know if I would show my six old dog. Oh, okay. No, she says, I know, this is not a classic. I was going to say, I was that is not a classic dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the book, or from the cover that's simple, it just has like a p- part of a tie on there. I'll admit that I've been 
a little, actually my husband and I talked about this last night and I hadn't found this article yet last night. So it's funny, but I'm curious about this book because it has raised so much hype, but apparently the content is supposed to be so hideous. Yes. But then why is it being read by so many people if the content is that bad and they love it apparently? Mm, Well, not everybody loves it. (laughs) No, it's, this kind of makes me sad, but it's one of those books, and I've had the same conversation with She Must Be Obeyed and some of her friends who read it. Actually, She Must Be Obeyed went out on a um, girls' night out, and several of them had read it, and a few of them hadn't. And those that hadn't read it felt left out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know they couldn't discuss the book, even though I mean I, I'm not, I'm not people. Some people like it, so I don't care. But anyway, because she felt left out, she came back and said, "Oh, can I? You know, can you get me those books?" And I was like, are you, do you want to read them because you want to read them? Or do you want to read them because there's some sort of zeitgeist about them being Absolutely, a, yeah. a talking subject? Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've read it's, the, it's the latter and not the former. Yeah. So. I've read well, books because of that reason, though, you know, peer pressure. I was, I was going to say, I would, I would read this just to see what the, I mean, because it's so controversial. I'm kind of wondering, you know, when Harry Potter came out, there was this big, you know, there were people banning the movie and banning the book and da-da-da-da, and it was mostly people who had never read it. Right. And they were just going off of other people's opinions, and and I wonder if this one is the same. No, if the critics are the people the that have not read it, it's a or... Book. It, it's horrible. <laughs> did she who must not be named, or did she who must be obeyed? Sorry. And not, and not, <laughs> not be named. named. She, like <laughs> she who must not be named. All of a sudden, Jeffy's wife is Voldemort. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. It isn't about the the story because the story is a relatively simple one, I imagine. You know mm-hmm. about um, love and uh, <laughs> a rather twisted love, as I understand. Yeah. But the writing is is puerile, oh. I'm afraid to say. And I've and I'm not somebody who will just listen to other people's. I've taken large extracts and had a read of it, and I just it's just. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's unfair because okay that's unfair of me because it it, it obviously appeals to a large group of people, right. and so therefore and why so it's so subjective. Exactly, the Twilight book. In fact, this book was, uh, the lady who wrote this was a, a fan fiction. Exactly, exactly. It started you can out see it in the book, can't you? You can see mm-hmm. it in the book. She just went and changed the names. <laughs> Sadly, I'm surprised she hasn't been sued, to be honest. But see, fact, that's the thing. She's a vampire and she's done for, I swear. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you if you take fan fiction based off of a series like the Twilight series, which, which I mean, come on, it's super popular. She's made a ton of money. But the actual writing itself, not genius. You know what I mean? No. Not, you know, I read, I've read three of them. I've read, okay, I've read, I've read three of the Twilight books. I just haven't read the last one. And I'll admit that I enjoyed reading them. Mm-hmm. What, am I a fanatic? No. But would I read them again? Probably not. But did I enjoy sitting down and going through the story? Yes, I did. Right, but it's the difference between a young adult book, okay, right, mm-hmm. and a classic book. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, Twilight, that one's that, Twilight is a young adult. Right, exactly. So the writing it's, is... It's in the YA, yeah. And and we said this before, but you can see the progression of her writing. The first book, really, the writing is shite. The idea is there, though, and you know what I mean, and that's fine. And it's totally fine for that age group, you know. Well, I would say the same about the Harry Potter series. If you look through the book, she gets out. gradually better. you out if you say that about the Harry Potter books. Well, the Harry Potter <laughs> books started off, they started off at a, at a high level. The first book itself is incredibly good, well written, yes. incredibly well, she writes incredibly well. 
right. from day mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the complexity and the depth yes. of three yes. books yes. went yes. on, definitely. Right. But the thing is, well, I don't know. She, if you look at the smart, last chapter... Do you know why she was so smart? Because her, her reading people grew older. Right. The people who yeah. loved the first book were a wee bit older for the second and so on and so on and so forth. And she grew with and, the audience. And she yeah. grew with the audience, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is if you look at the very last chapter of the last book, and I think Gino and I have had this conversation. I have had this conversation. <laughs> but, but if you look at the very last chapter of the very last book, and then you look at the rest of the last book, Okay, the very last chapter, the writing style, because she wrote that first and she made the decision not to edit it. Right. You know, she, she, wrote, she wrote that she wrote first before last, she started. Yeah, yeah, it it reads heavy. almost like a Twilight book. It does. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit. <laughs> it, it, that last chapter, I, I love actually the, the, one, the, the last epilogue, chapter. The, the bit where they talk yeah, about Yeah, the very, what very last thing where, yes. It goes back so the, to, so yeah. the Where they're grown up and yeah. they have their families and yeah. I love the ending, actually. I like how he put everything together. She put everything together. But if you look at the writing style of that last book and then you jump into that last chapter, it's just like, wow. That's really the only place I can see how much progression she's made. Right. As I'm going through the books, because it is a gradual change, it is not as obvious to me. But when I look at that last book and I go from, you know, the really awesome and then to that, I'm like, wow. But I think that's not really a criticism on the on the on the book series itself. You know what I mean? It's just oh, no, it's of, not a criticism. No, at all. But I mean, it's a statement of the the beginning of the book series and how young and innocent they were to the the end of the book where everything is completely changed on topsy turvy. You know what I mean? I think it's appropriate for that series is what I'm mm. saying. It should. That's the way it should have gone. It should have started out more innocent, sweet. That's the way it starts out, and then progressively you find out about storyline. I'm just talking about the quality of her writing. You know, you write seven huge novels. At the end, you're going to be better. Practice does make perfect. And so, (laughs) so what you're saying is because she wrote that last chapter while she was in her first book phase. Right. It it sounds more like the first book in its style than it does than it does the seventh. Yes. Yes. Which is true, but again, it doesn't smash the whole series, does it? Yeah, she grows. She gets better at what she's doing. I mean, gosh, she's incredibly rich. I mean, but no, she she gets better as she goes. She she grows as she goes. She improves as she goes. And then that last chapter is just like you you can really just tell how much she's grown. I don't know why, but it really irks me <laughs> when you compare the two. I hate that. It really pisses me off. <laughs> very angry. I'm very angry right now. Angry. Very angry with you right now. Yeah, ang- anger monsters are stomping in my head. Compare <laughs> who? Compare Potts with Twilight. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There's no comparison. Oh, he oh, did no. it, not me. I was like, I what didn't. are you? Don't dare. No, Jeffy didn't, didn't do it. it and that's you the second did. time you've done it, Dream. Pissing me off. Oh. What? <laughs> Just kidding. You're not really pissing me off. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was the last one that this uh, that this lady wrote about showing her daughter. I find that that six year old is brilliant, and I find kids adorable anyway. And I love books, so I just found this topic. And uh, even though it isn't a blog and not a typical news article, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious, and you guys might enjoy it. So that little kid anyway. is weird. <laughs> They've done a good awesome. job raising her. She's very smart. Yeah, um, insightful. All right, I would like to kind of change our focus a little bit because I do have another article article about (laughs) books, but I want to put something in between because I have spent so much time on this. And this is actually on Twitter. I have found, well, it's not really a person, I guess a, what would you call it? I I found a... (laughs) 
spit it out. It's not. It's not a person. It's a. I found something on Twitter that I really enjoy following. It's called Dumbest Laws. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see a few Yeah, and I find them just utterly hilarious. And I sit and I, I think I'm like, are these real? I mean, that that would floor me if they were real. And so uh, I just wanted to find oh, out a couple that have I bet, really. I bet you there are. I bet they are real. Uh-huh. There are, are, like, there are laws on the book that are like, well, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah, like, for example, one of the tweets, it was just a couple, or 57, about an hour ago, says, no moose is allowed to have sex on city streets in Alaska. I believe it. <laughs> as, 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 You're going to take be. the moose and throw them in jail. <laughs> moose sex is disgusting. <laughs> Debbie, if you, have, you have watched moose sex, I take it. Well, you, you take it where? Well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're telling us it's disgusting, so how would you know that? You're into moose Sometimes, and I'm going to give you this as a little hint for future oh, podcasts, no. sometimes I say things that are not necessarily true, but just <laughs> humor of them. Nice <laughs> <laughs> clarification. Okay, in Alabama, <laughs> it is a, cri- a criminal offense to call a policeman shitface. <laughs> in Sorry Alabama... In Alabama, you're not supposed to have sex with your sister either. You know they have a law. They do, huh? Does that? And you're, I don't think you're allowed to have anal sex there either. There are several, oh. there are several no, states I'm with not going to Alabama then. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's several. There's even laws where you can't. No, it's just Montana. It is illegal for a man and a woman to have sex in any other position other than missionary style in Montana. Montana, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how, these are unmonitorable laws, aren't they? That's a law. They're, they're real laws. Yeah, I can understand them being a real law, but it's a completely unmanageable law. So. Right, Howard. Well, yeah, I mean, they can't, they're not going to put video cameras in everyone's bedroom to make sure they're having sex in the proper way. Maybe what happens <laughs> is when you're getting a divorce, you can be like, my husband forced me to do it doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, there's another one. It says, you cannot sell the clothes you're wearing to pay off a gambling debt in New Hampshire. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> when did that happen and they decided they had to outlaw it? I, I so that's know. the question. That's what you have to ask all these yeah. laws is, when did it first happen? And somebody went, oh, yeah. we better get some statute down for that. <laughs> I was reading a couple to my friend the other day, and she's like, you know that law is only there because someone has done it. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It is illegal to buy, sell, or possess a squirt gun in Marlboro, Massachusetts. What? You can't own a single squirt gun? Yeah, I think that is incredibly unfair. What would that Ow. be, like a town? That's a tiny, I imagine yeah, it's, it's a relatively small place. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Again, something's uh, happened. Somebody's filled out with acid or something, and they've gone and taken something in the eye, or mm-hmm. some something's happened that's uh, gone, you know. Some some judge's daughter got squirted in the eye or something. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Um, there's one, chasing fish in a city park is against the law in New Orleans, Louisiana. Chasing fish? Chasing fish? Yes, chasing fish. In Utah, oh, this one is. Oh. In Utah, a husband is responsible for every criminal act committed by his wife while she is in his presence. Wow. Yes, fair enough. Why did they come? Do you think so? <laughs> I wonder why they came up with that law, though. Like, did a wife just go bonkers in the grocery store or something, and the husband just like walked out and left her there, and they're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 get back here, Mister. You do it. In South Dakota, it's illegal to lie down and fall asleep in a cheese factory. Specifically. Very sensible. <laughs> very sensible 
basically a cheese factory. You can do it in a, it in a ham factory. That's fine. But not, but not in a cheese factory. factory. <laughs> You're going to mess up the cheese and that's going to piss everybody off. Or you'll smell like cheese. Right? Mm. <laughs> I bet you it was because some worker fell asleep and ruined some cheese. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> or got an arm cut off or something. Oh, I'll wait, that's up, Slaughterhouse I think Five. I just upset Ben too much. He's sort of stopped talking to me. Oh, <laughs> no. He's had it. With what, what did you do? Uh, <laughs> he was talking to me about how he, uh, his main way of making gold in WoW is to buy stuff off the auction house that's selling cheap and sell it higher. <clears throat> he flips stuff on the auction house. That's his main way of making gold. Uh, but the other day, due to I think, an accident with the mobile auction house, he sold a relatively inc- expensive pet for 40 silver, a white kitten. Oh, no. Uh, Alliance white kitten. And so he, I said, he said, I, I, I made a lot of money flipping items, buying people who sell things stupidly cheap. And I said, like, white kittens. And he stopped talking to me since then. Probably a subject there. <laughs> a very subject, yeah. Must have been an accident. Okay, in Dakota, South Dakota, sorry, there's not just Dakota. Wait, no, wrong one. Sorry. In Indiana, it is illegal to make money or make a monkey smoke a cigarette. Oh. As as it should be. That should be illegal everywhere. Exactly. Why would anyone make a monkey smoke a cigarette? Except on, I think it was on um, Big Ben or Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but that was fake. Yes, I'm sure. It was a fake cigarette. It was fake. Because at the end, you know that the guy who does the Big Bang, is it Chuck Loy? Who's the producer? You know at the end of these, oh, uh, his shows, he has this white page where he has a little bit of blurb. Do you know that? At the end of each of, sh- of his shows, he also, when he did uh, Two and a Half Men, at the end there's like a little thing that he's written specifically for that show. Mm-hmm. At the end. Like, oh, yeah. Well, he, he did that. He said, don't worry, the, the, it was all uh, virtual. There was no... Yeah, the monkey's not actually monkey smoking. wasn't smoking a cigarette. That's good. Yeah. You shouldn't make monkey smoke cigarettes. <laughs> um, no, you shouldn't. See, there were some places. Mm. Beagles, that's fine, but monkey. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> beagles deserve it. You make a beagle smoke. That's okay. Gosh, I had <laughs> my I had a roommate one time who had a beagle, and we called her, or I I called her, um, what, a man pig bear. <laughs> she, she she snored like a man. She, she snorted like a a pig, and she smelled like a bear. Oh, my gosh. For real. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, another post. In Arizona, elephants must have a bell around their necks to warn swans of their approach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it <laughs> is the biggest ticket. cause of swan death being captured <laughs> by an elephant. By a silent elephant. Silent elephant? How do they yeah, I don't think an elephant know. would be silent. Well, not if it had a bell around its neck. <laughs> okay, in Indonesia... No woman is allowed to be taller than her husband. If necessary, she must chop off a section of her legs. What? <laughs> it says that. Finally, I get a reaction. Yeah. I thought you were joking. Well, I thought you were ridiculous. joking there. That is ridiculous. Yes. All the others have been perfectly sensible, but that one's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> See, and this is why I wonder if they're real, because that is just wild. I can't that's... imagine that's a law that is... Uh, actually follow. enforced. Yeah, I'd be... Really stupid. Unless there's um, a constant distinct difference in size between male and females in wow. Indonesia. Wow. I have a question about the elephant. Does, mm. does it pay its its tickets and peanuts? I, you know, I don't know. I would wonder how they would arrest an elephant or who they would hold responsible for the elephant not wearing a bell. Sorry. Yeah, I was wondering. The elephant's the owner. 
<laughs> they're not independent. They don't just wander around. Oh, elephants have owners? Oh. Sadly, no. Here, I love this flaw. I think it's in I think it's in Nevada, do you know? Uh oh. It says a man caught beating his wife can be tied to a stake for eight hours a day with a sign that reads Wife Beater fastened to his chest. Bullshit. That can't be a real what? That way is that code, the code, the code ten fifty two, isn't it? I think. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, which, in Nevada? Which county? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to move there? We do have a couple Clark of. County. I know. Good luck tying ogre up to anything. <laughs> I didn't think he was beating you. No. <laughs> I have a Nevada law that a Las Vegan cannot poop in the streets, even if it's for an experiment. Oh damn! <laughs> Darn. Somebody listens to this really fast and enacted a well, You know that law might crop up just because of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, in Brandon, Mississippi, <gasps> you may stop, t- stop. Stop. No, don't. Penelope, who I believe is Pixie Girl, has earned the that achievement is- Winter Spring Quest and Law Master of Kalimdor. <gasps> Ooh, congratulations! Woo! Yay, tell her we say grat. Way to go, Penelope! Woo! Love you, Mom. She'll listen to this probably. <laughs> Do you think so? Hi, Mom. <laughs> she said she was going to look for it, but I don't know if she's been listening. And some people have been having problems listening, and I don't know what to do because she, she has been listening, and you know why I know. She, there was one podcast that I was on with you, and we were talking about the snow in Maine, and she was myth because she was like, does Dreams actually think that the boys would make me go out and shovel the snow? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how she would treat her own mother? Really? She was quite offended. So, yeah, Dreams, none of us would do that because we're good children. So, don't make your mom go and shovel snow. What's wrong with you? I, I, I wouldn't make my mother shovel snow, but I tell her that I'm sorry if I angered her with the implication. <laughs> okay. In Brandon, Mississippi, you may not stop someone from walking down the street by placing a truck in their way. Oh. Pixie Girl says hi. Hi, Pixie Girl. Hello. That's a pretty good idea. You know, he just had a kid shot in the head twice because he did that. Oh, no, wait. My bad. The guy that blocked him in shot him twice. That's rather disturbing. Well, he blocked him in, and then the kid backed into his truck. That's what happened. Oh. And then the well, guy got in his head yeah. and shot the kid in the head. So he didn't die. A little overreaction. For shot him part. dead or shot just he survived? Shot him twice in the head, but he didn't die. Well, it started with a truck. He didn't die? This is what happened. <laughs> the kid was driving down the street. Pixie girl says she loves you, by the way. I love, <laughs> I love you more, Mom. But she doesn't love me. She's mad at me. You no. you shouldn't make your mother shovel snow. I, I you know you should know that. He he rear-ended. We don't get any car. snow. <laughs> Good thing. Your poor mom. God. Um. He rear-ended the car and then he tried to take off. So it was like a hit and run. But the guy in the truck followed him. Um. It was chasing him. And then the kid ran into a parking lot for some reason. And the truck blocked him in. He backed into the truck because he was trying to get away. Still, the guy got shot him in the head. But he didn't die. So that's good. Oh, good. Road rage is a bad thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's... That's, that's why that's disturbing. a good law. <laughs> I, I agree with Hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, kid, yes. <laughs> kid. Hi. Is that all that was? Just hi? Aw. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> I miss you. You've been in here for almost two hours now. I know, right? It's been six days. Feed us. <laughs> God, I'm starving for affection. Okay. Um, in Ireland... And actually, this this 
both amuses me, but I can kind of see it. But I don't know why it's a law. I would think it would be like a superstition. Okay. In Ireland, if a leprechaun calls at your door, you must, by law, give him a share of your dinner. So that's not a law. That's not a law, as in it's on the statute books or it's in a police uh, guide. I don't final. know. That's why I said I don't know if these laws are true. That can't be because, a law. shockingly enough, there are no real leprechauns. I know this is going to come as a shock. <gasps> oh, let me... You don't believe in the tooth fairy either, do you? The what? Leprechauns aren't real? The tooth fairy. What the, the heck is a tooth fairy? <laughs> I'll take that as a no. You're just, okay, in Arkansas. Wait, what? Wait, he's just kicking you in the udders. He knows what the tooth fairy is. Stop <laughs> kicking me in the udders. He's <laughs> just kicking you in the udders. Um, <clears throat> I think I know what the tooth fairy is. Yeah. You know what the tooth fairy is. Is that the one you that leaves money under your pillow when. Right. Yes. They have that in England, don't they? Yeah, but you know, I think only because you had it in America. I don't think it's he's something a, that grew up here. He's an udder kicker. <sighs> okay, well, in Arkansas, it's <laughs> illegal to call a child Zabra Daka. What? What? These all very silly, aren't they? <laughs> yes. What the? What's a Zabra Daka, and why would that be illegal? And in Reno, Nevada, it says sex toys are outlawed. That's not true. I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need a story. I'm just telling you that that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Reno. <laughs> Um, in Cambodia, it is illegal to intentionally jump onto any of the 10 million landmines that scar the country. <gasps> wow. That doesn't sound like a law that you should have to tell people. You know, that, no. And, and exactly well, not only what that. would be the consequence of you doing so? They're, they're going to scrape up pieces and put you in jail. Right. That shouldn't be a law. That should be encouraged. Because if somebody's stupid enough to do that, <laughs> then they should just yeah. do that. Yeah, go ahead. That's Darwinism <laughs> in action, to be honest. Yes, exactly. Right. In Florida... Hunting and killing a deer while swimming is illegal. <laughs> really? You can't hunt while swimming. <laughs> In Asheville, North Carolina, it says it is illegal to sneeze on city streets. Ew. So that's okay. a good law. Like, <laughs> right on this, like, okay, never mind. Okay, in Victoria, Australia, it says that it is illegal to wear sexy pink pants after midday on a Sunday. Oh, no. Did somebody tell G? <laughs> well, my question is, what about sexy blue pants? Right. Or sexy red pants? Yeah, or zebra-striped pants. Do you, not, do you think or just this may just be a joke? That this may just be a joke site? Maybe. That's what I said. <laughs> Let me see. You know what? I'll, I'll look it up. Let me find it. What are you going to look up? Whether it really is legal. You're going to look up the Victoria legal code to see if it's in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yes, I yes, I am. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Just a kitty squishing minute. I'll find that for you. <laughs> Hello, Victoria Police Station. <laughs> is this really at all? It is. All right. Okay, it says about Victoria, S-T-A travel dot C-O dot U-K, Victoria experiences no, I, dot student. Really? Travel Association. Cool. Okay, three it's random like, laws okay. from Victoria. One, it is illegal to wear sexy pink pants after midday on Sunday. This is on a travel website. Really? Yeah, <laughs> this, is the, this is the trouble with the internet and its self, its self reliance on itself is that they probably got that from that stupid site you just got it from. Right. I don't know. And then it says only licensed electricians may change a light bulb. What? Oh, that's okay. That's and ridiculous. The third law: you must have a neck 
to knee swimsuit in order to swim at Brighton Beach. Okay. Um, uh, stupidlaws.net also has that law. Uh, the world's strangest laws also has that law. Wow. Uh, are there any dumb laws in Australia? Yahoo Answers also has that law. Stupid laws and dumb policy from... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm finding it... <laughs> um, like yeah. a personal crusade. She's like, mm-hmm. how dare you have <laughs> to Wait, we know that laws. person. <laughs> wait, we knew this person. Um, S A. Oh wait, that they just retweeted it. Um, and other stupid laws. Yeah, it's all over the place. Wow. Uh, uh, yes. What if it's <laughs> under one of the ten weirdest laws in the world on uh, www.studytemple.com. But what if they're black with pink polka dots? Does that count? Hmm. I don't know. They would have pink. But they're not just pink. True. So who yeah, the hell is wearing? I'm sorry, I doubt that. Well, see, it, at www.studytemple.com, it's number... Hold on. I'll find it. It is number... Um, I will. If it number 10. You all, I'll find it. It is number 10. Number, number one is in France. It is forbidden to call a pig Napoleon. <laughs> number two. Wait, 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 wait. That's is, that, is Napoleon one of the pigs in Animal Farm, or is it the horse? The horse Napoleon. Uh, oh, no, horse Napoleon. This is in Ohio. Is it against state law to get a fish drunk? <laughs> and it says number three in the UK, a pregnant woman can legally relieve herself anywhere she wants, even in a policeman's helmet. <gasps> what? Huh? That is a true law because a couple of times when I've been caught short, I've pretended to be a pregnant woman. Ah, oh, look, look for a policeman's helmet to do it. Was it was it when your head was shaved or when you had hair? It's when I was so young that I did not have hair at all. Ah, oh, gotcha. How gotcha. do you get his helmet off of his head? You say I, I say policeman, I need to pee and I am pregnant. Please pass me your helmet. <laughs> and he goes, Evening all madam, there you go. And he passes the helmet and away you go and you hand it back to him and say, What do you do with that? Young man, and you, you toddle off. That's, how it that's it. I'm moving to England. That's awesome. Just so you can get pregnant and pee in a man's helmet? No, just because they allow that to happen. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Number four says in Vermont, women must obtain written permission from their husbands to wear false teeth. <laughs> There's so many places you could go with that one, but I'm not even. <laughs> Here's another one in England. Right? He's like, no. It's okay. just... <laughs> In England, all men over the age of 14 must carry out two hours of longbow practice a day. Did you do your longbow practice today, Jeffy? I did four hours yesterday so that I could have today off. No, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) You know, that is actually the reason. See, some of these laws are laws that were were very valid in the times that they were set for. It was obviously medical Mm -hmm, times when the longbow. And people just have never changed them. And they never got rid of them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's funny yeah. that that was an actual law, though. Hey, I was like, I wanted, well, I was curious too, and I just hadn't looked it up. Anyway, that is um, on Twitter. It's uh, just the at symbol and then dumbest laws, and I just I find it amusing. It may or may not be true, but I, I find it amusing. Um, I have I have another article. Hold on. Um, Wait, what was that Nevada one again? <laughs> I can tie ogre to a stake. If I get him to hit me, was that it? <laughs> yes, yes, and he has, and he can have white feet around his shirt. Eight, oh. eight hours a day. Oh, that's so cool. Wait till I tell him. <laughs> oh, he'll be thrilled. Yeah. He's going to love me. I'll be like, you, anyway. you, can't, you can't beat me because I could tie you to a stick for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, 
we'll go back to books. This is this one. I don't know what I think of this really. Um, when I found this, I'm in one way I'm really upset that they're ruining the classics, or well, not ruining them, but changing them. And in another way, I admit that I would read the classics in zombie form. So I guess this wouldn't. <laughs> Can you do that again? And, I like that. Can I, I want to sound just doing that. That's my complete annoyance noise. I want to, I know, I want to use that in my Jeff, podcast. He still, he still talks because he's smiling. Okay, anyway, this one is from www.independent.co.uk. And apparently yeah, we'll they're co, taking... We say co.uk. Co.uk, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um... They're taking many of the classics, some of which we talked about earlier, and they're zombifying. Give them no, no. These aren't the zombie ones. These are the erotica ones. What? <laughs> what? They're ta- they're taking the books and they're giving them erotic makeover. Oh, see, I didn't have a problem with the. Uh, I don't have zombifying yeah. them, but. <laughs> You see, that's why I'm not sure what I think about this because, in a way, I'm like, oh, wait, have you ever? Did you ever read Bram Stoker's Dracula? No. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most incredibly boring books. I swear to God, if you've already watched <laughs> the movie, right? Because none of the sexy erotic shit's actually in that book. No. So I have to say, they actually made it better by doing it. <laughs> so maybe it's not a bad thing after all. Well, and I don't know. I one reason I like the classics so much as opposed to current stuff is I love that the sexual tension is there without sex. I love the, the, to watch the tension develop and to grow. And, and I don't know, putting the sex in there kind of takes away the tension because you're relieving the tension with the sex. And so I'm not sure what I think about that. But, yeah, they're apparently taking several books and they are making them over, Pride and Prejudice being one of them. And that's probably the one I'm really the most irritated about because I love Pride and Prejudice. Mm. And I love Sense and Sensibility and... Just they're doing Jane Eyre, Pride and Prejudice, um, and other other classics. They should do Frankenstein. I'd read that. <laughs> right, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, all sexy up. Yeah, I could go for that. Yeah, they they have they actually have some clips at the bottom that sort of describe the changes. And so um, I'd like to read one of them. I think I'll read the Pride and Prejudice one. Um, it's uh, like it, it just gives a little excerpt of the revamp. And it says, um, the sexual tension between Mr. Darcy and Miss Elizabeth Bennett sizzles without any explicit suggestion in Austin's beloved classic. But imagine Darcy. if, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but imagine if instead of showing her around the grounds at Pemberley, Darcy had brought Lizzie into his playroom. Okay. So that doesn't actually happen in the, um, clandestine classic reworking, but it's still pretty steamy. Here's oh, an extra. Darcy, I don't touch me there. <laughs> Hopefully it's not quite that cheesy. It says, Elizabeth trailed kisses along his throat and neck until she reached his earlobe and took it between her teeth. Whoa. Please take it, she whispered. I need it. I ache for it. See, it does get grow cheesy there. Cheesy is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her words were met with only a grunt of approval by Darcy. He pulled back from her (laughs) and checked her surroundings. I take, objection, objection. Objection, you want to. 
<laughs> he pulled back from her and checked their surroundings, partly to assure that they were alone, but also to discover a hiding place for them that was away from the road. He took a hold of Elizabeth's hand and pulled her away from the lane to the trees beyond. They walked on for a short time until they came to a small clearing, and without another word, he pulled her to the ground, laying her down in the grass and covering her body with his. I just... Oh, that's sacrilege. Mm. Yes! Hey, I'm like... Grunt. He makes that little noise that Jeppy made a minute ago. That's the noise he makes. What's the name for that noise, Jeppy? <laughs> the toy is. He called it it's that noise. I can't actually do it unless I'm actually genuinely frustrated and annoyed. Oh, <laughs> I can't fake it. <laughs> now you know. I, I I think I agree with you because they're actually taking her words and totally. I almost. I want to say oh. a bad word right now. They're totally messing with those. That's. I don't like that. Wait, and the the, the zombie ones. I mean, you know that they're meant to be. Right. Silly. The zombies do not. The, the zombie ones do not claim to be an improvement on the original novel. The zombie ones are zombies. Right. It's well, a the different difference is, is that these ones are tongue. The zombie ones are tongue in cheek, and these ones are tongue in ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, show up. There's one of them that says they turned it into like S and M. Exactly. Oh my God. Um. Uh, see, the trouble, of course, is that all these classic, have... all these classic books are out of copyright. Right, and so you people can do what you want of them. them. That's, That's why the right. zombie books and that have done. So you know. Yeah. They can just, they can take the entire story and do what they wish with it because there's no copyright law. Is it isn't it is it like a hundred years or hundred and twenty years something like that? It varies. It varies though because sometimes they can move it on to a publisher, right? But yeah, they pick yeah. all the, all those Jane Austens and all that lot are out of um, copyright now. Wow. Well, and I admit that I kind of like the zombie stuff. The zombie sex. Uh, the zombie sex. <laughs> Zombie sex? Is that what you said? That was like a no. picture of the zombie and the sex, wasn't it? The zombie sex. <laughs> oh dear, it's come the off. Zombie stuff. <laughs> it's stuck. Oh, it's to be... How are we going to get oh, it out? It's funny. The zombie stuff cracks me up. <laughs> You're filthy, Jim. Is Jim the filthy? Is that me? Or... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's... <laughs> It says, we'll be bringing the classics to a new generation of readers, as well as to people who love classics, but would like to see what we have done with them. I mean, essentially what they're trying to say is that they're making them better, that they're bringing it to the new generation. But I'm sorry, the new generation does not have to be all about sex. In that article, they, it's that Fifty Shades of Grey again causing all the trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mummy born. See, the thing mummy. is, some of those books, like how I said Bram Stoker's Dracula was boring, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying, okay, that's probably the feedback that they get in on a lot of these. I'm sorry, Pride and Prejudice, you know what I mean? It's not the most, according to today's standards, right? There aren't bombs going off and, you know, people right. jumping through airplanes or whatnot. So kids these days are like, well, this is boring. So the thing, though, they're equating excitement in a book to sex, right? It seems like they're like, okay, when right. they're trying to turn everybody it, into romance it. novel readers. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it mentions on here, it says, we're not rewriting the classics. We're keeping the original prose and the author's voice. We're not changing any of that. I'm sorry, they I, are rewriting. That's them. what I don't like. Don't keep her words, her her meaning, and then throw this smut in the middle of it. That doesn't make any yes. sense. Yes. Because then it you're making it sound like she loves either, does it? It doesn't fit. No. It, the whole idea of the sexual tension between Darcy and uh, Jane Bennett is, is the It's because they couldn't the do those. Right. They couldn't do those well, things. That's why you have well, the tension. Right. Well, one of the one of the ones you guys talked about earlier, which is Wuthering Heights, which, of oh. course, you guys told me about it. It says, in Wuthering Heights, heroine Catherine 
Earnshaw? Yeah. Enjoys Wait. enjoys They're gonna smut up Wuthering Heights. Oh my god. Oh they already did. It's already out. Hideous. It says she enjoys bondage ses- sessions with Heathcliff while the sleuth Sherlock Holmes has a sexual relationship with his sidekick, Dr. Watson, in the new ebook. Wait, who enjoyed this, the bondage? Um, Catherine and Heathcliff do the bondage thing. Catherine would ne- What? Oh. <laughs> if they were going to say that his... What was the name of the girl he married? That poor, pitiful tr- creature. Oh, I can't remember. If they were going to say that one, I could kind of see that, actually. But not... But not And then the Holmes and Watson. Yeah. I know in the new television series, they have a female Watson. And, of course, in the older series, there's a male Watson. But yeah, I don't see Sherlock Holmes having sex with Dr. Watson. It's not, female or male. Yeah, uh, Watson is not female in the TV series. In, in a new, no. no, there's a series that's just barely starting, like, in the next month or so, where the, the series... Or where the Watson is female. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah. seem right. Oh, it seems weird. But, I mean, it, I just, female or male, Watson, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. I, these do not, these do not pique my curiosity. They actually kind of irk me. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm irked. Mm-hmm. It says, we want to enhance the novels by adding the missing scenes for readers to enjoy. They're not missed. They're missing for a reason. <laughs> they're not even missing. They're not there. Right. They're not supposed to be there. Right. Uh, it was one of those things where in the book, like, they fade away to the fireplace, right? And then you, they just don't tell you what happens. Then I can see it. Mm. Then you're... Exploring. But no, these are just tension that they're actually... Right. I, I don't think they should release that tension. The tension is part of the book. Right. You can't, you're not going to have it. If you're actually doing it, then you're not going to have the tension like that. Exactly. That's what causes it to be a good book. What the hell? <laughs> I think we've decided that as a team that we're we're completely irked by the whole thing. Okay, yes. that that's good because that's that. But I was like, but I I like the zombie idea, and so that I didn't know why it irked me so much. But it, the zombie doesn't claim that because, they're trying yeah. to keep the feeling of the book. The zombie they're turning it's just it into fun. a zombie book. It's just right. Fun. Yes, it is fun. It's right. very fun. It's fun. It's funny, and yeah, it's humorous. This is this is that ru- they're ruining the book. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, if 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 Kathy and Heathcliff have some kind of weird bondage thing going on, you've just ruined that book. That book is ruined now because that doesn't ever. That's never going to happen in the book. And it's the whole right. point. It's the. It's, I mean, it really just smashes the book down the middle it's because it does. It totally does. And Pride and Prejudice. She's like she, what? <laughs> <laughs> she she would never. No. That's kind of the point. Like, if you do that, you're destroying those characters' integrity completely. Yes. You've just destroyed it. Okay, good. I'm glad you agree. Okay, <laughs> hold on a sure, second. Your, your mum is on a, a roll. She's just done dark as well. Before that, she can go. I have one more story left. Okay. Okay. So, and this is actually a longer record than... This, this has been this long. Is actually, this is actually... Over two hours of solid show. We haven't had no. much break. It's been very fluid. It, there's not. I mean, this is two hours of solid show. It's because we're talking about books. <laughs> well, and it's also too. I've gotten to the point where I pull up the things differently, so I'm not having to take ten minutes between yeah. each thing to bring it up. Well, I guess and it's so okay. It's, it's your it's your tenth episode, so I know. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. All right. So this is. This story is one that my husband actually sent me 
I think over a month ago. Yeah, it was published on May 27th. And I just found it so cool that I actually set it aside and saved this link. And I said, you know what? I'm going to use that one on my 10th episode. (laughs) So that's where we are now. Um, It's from foxnews.com. And it actually was aired on television. So I don't know, Gina, if you may have seen it. But it was on Fox? Yeah, so well, but just because it was on Fox doesn't mean it wasn't on anything else. This, this just happens to be where I got the link from. Anyway, it's a boy finds a decades-old photo of a dead uncle inside a camera at a yard sale. And so oh, I did see. I think I saw the uh, at least saw the yeah. picture of that on the internet somewhere. And so what happened was this little boy, 13, saw an old Polaroid camera at a garage sale, and he thought it looked like fun, so he bought it. But inside, there was a picture that was stuck in there, and they got it out, and it was a photograph of an uncle that he had never met. So how did he know that it was? I was going to read this article, and then ran out of time. I remember that. So how how did he figure out that it was an uncle? His grandmother. Wow. When he opened the camera, there was a photograph inside, and he showed his grandmother, who was shocked to see her son. Oh my God who died 23 years earlier in a car accident. How freaky is that? That is freaky, yeah. Isn't that weird? That is freaky. This is the photo showed Scott with his high school girlfriend about 10 years before (gasps) he died. Wow. And so it's just, I find it fascinating. That is just, wow. How small the world is. It was his aunt's garage sale, so... (laughs) <laughs> no, it was the, it was the ex girlfriend's garage sale. Oh, as far as I believe, it was the ex girlfriend's garage sale. It says the Logan family didn't know that the family had sold the camera, and the house that held the garage sale didn't exist in the 1970s when the picture was taken. Ruling oh, ruling out the chance that the camera belonged to the girlfriend. Pictures with Scott. Oh, wait. and so, so they, um, they didn't belong to the girlfriend. I I guess not. But it was her house. No, it said that house didn't exist. What are the freaking the time the picture was taken? It's true. It says the family is happy to accept the random nature of the find with another of Scott's brothers, Jeff, saying, when you get something like that, that's almost like a sign telling us, hey, everything's all right. I'm still here. They, they kind of took it as a sign like he's reaching out and still watching over them. But, I mean, isn't that weird? They have no idea. That's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, the first thing I would think is that it belonged to the girlfriend, but it didn't, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. I what are the odds? And it's like you're in the tiniest, teeniest little town ever. What are the chances of that happening? That's that's pretty awesome. That is cool. And it's Wichita. That's not a that's not a small town, is it? No, no, Wichita no. is not a small town at all. Mm-mm. That's a big, no, it's, large. It's big. That's a large. <laughs> right. So yeah, I thought I, my husband told me that a long time. You know, like I said, several weeks ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. That is very. <laughs> so, that's very neat. I like those sort of random occurrence stories they call. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a random occurrence story. Okay. I was flying to Israel. Um, I was probably about eighteen, and I was sat next to a guy. It was, and actually, I had to fly. We were talking about it earlier. The STA travel company I used, they they find the cheapest flight. So the cheapest flight was on El Al, which is the Israeli airline. So I was flying to Israel, and I sat next to this guy. So it's not like an owl in Harry Potter. No, L L E L A L, not L O. Oh, darn! Um, I thought it was funny. <laughs> and I was sent this guy, and um, 
not not being Jewish, there was a few things I didn't really understand on the menu. It was like, uh, and this may sound strange to Americans because I think it's quite a common thing, bagel and lox. I didn't understand what that was. So I asked the guy next to me, I said, do you know what this is? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's salmon or whatever. And uh, we started talking, and I, 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 he said, where am I from? I said, I'm from London, and this and that. And the next thing I know, he, we, I used to live in a place called Nordgrove Park. Actually, my, my dad was a landscape gardener, and he actually lived, you know, he, we lived in the park because he did the gardening in the park. Oh, and wow. in the park, there was, a, as well as in the park, there's a huge place called The Mansion, a big white house, big mansion. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that this guy had grown up there, because in the early 50s, it had been an orphanage. And so he had grown up. I was sat next to him on the on this plane, completely random journey, and there, and he was, and you know, this is like a tiny. Wow. I had grown up in a place that your dad. Wow, that is cool. Yeah. That so is really uh, neat. But it's funny because it was like, so where do you live? Oh, London, and then narrowed down South London, Norwood, Nordgrove Park. Yes, no, so, you know, suddenly oh, describes is, the yeah. thing. <laughs> like whoa. That is cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You. Gr- so you lived there when you were little? Yeah. First sort that of is so cool. You lived in a park that had like yeah. that big build. That would be so magical. What a cool place to, to, to grow up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could wander around and explore and everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what are the odds, though? All those years later, and he was no, in the exactly. orphanage there. That mm-hmm. is just... He'd grown up that is cool. Yeah, the mansion orphanage, yeah. That is so cool. Wow. Love it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think um, that we'll have to conclude our 10th episode. We have, we, we've been going for quite a while, and I'm sure both <laughs> of you have things you need to be doing other than um, filling up content on my podcast. <laughs> so, I, I still let my puppies out. Chunk of, st- uh, oh, steady on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, what were you saying about a chunk of? I think we've done chunk content. I think we've done pretty well. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, this, this is, I think, one of the smoothest recordings I've had. It's just there's not there's there's like no dead air except when I pause and can't get whatever it is out of my mouth out of my mouth. And so, um, no, this is this has been great, and I thank you two so much for joining me. I am working on the, I was working on the intro before I started. Somebody tells me I need an outro too because it's very abrupt when we oh. stop. And um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for that yet, but I'm thinking. So um, hopefully by the time I put this out, I will have the intro done. And so I'll have it just it's going to be a bunch of people put together saying that, oh my goodness, not another podcast. And so the people listening to this at the end of the podcast hopefully would have already heard it at the beginning of the podcast. The <laughs> the cool thing about this intro is that I can change it. And so if more people would like to send in recordings of themselves saying, oh my goodness, not another podcast, they are welcome to do so. And I would be glad to hear them and I would love to hear them and love to add them into what we have. And so I actually know who the guests are going to be for the next episode. So I can mention them if we want to. The next episode, I should have Melindria and 42, who are from Australia. They are an absolutely wonderful couple. They are so much fun. And I think that they are just going to be a blast on here. And the episode after that, I have another Australian. So, you know, I've had Asheo, and then I've had Jeppy, and then I've had all these Australians. We've had so many awesome accents in this podcast Mm -hmm. this past 
four episodes or the, you know, it'll be basically a whole month of episodes. I don't know what I'm going to do after that. <laughs> find some I'm going to have to find some accent. cool accent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, because I'm going to have, you know, hopefully we'll get some listeners just to swoon over the accent. Hey. Ooh, maybe you could get um, hip- Hypnotoad on. Ooh, maybe. I don't. He's a good accent. Well, he followed me on Twitter at one point. And I was like, who in the world is this? And I've, I've since followed him, and I've followed him some, but... You don't, I don't listen, think he, you don't listen to The Addicted? No. Oh, my God. What are you, it's stupid? A, oh, my goodness. <laughs> In fact, no, no, I'm not. And I'm not a cow either, and I have no udders. Thank you very much, Jeff. <laughs> I thought everybody listened anyway, to The Addicted with Cypher and Hypnotone. Lately... I've had a hard time finding time to listen to any podcast. I've been so busy. And so, um, you know, I could ask him, but he'd probably go, who in the hell are you? <laughs> so, he might, he um, might know. You should ask him. He, you think? got a good accent. Yeah, nice voice. He's, he's, my, got, he's, he's my second favorite voice on the internet. Yeah, the first one is the one who's in the podcast with you today. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like Hypnotoad's accent. I think it's far better than mine. No way. I mean, no offense to Hypnotoad, but Jackie's. Well, anyway, I'm just I'm flooding people with awesome accents, and so I will I will uh, I will tweet Hypnotoad and tell him that you recommended him and see if he will come on with me. There you go. And that would be cool. And he might have to listen to a few episodes first, which, like I said, some people are having trouble. So I don't know, but um, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, anyway, so next next time we will have Melindria in forty two. And the time after that we will have Teenock, if anyone is familiar with the other Australians uh-huh. that happen to be in control the control at Wild Guild. Um so I'm pulling a lot of people I know. Unfortunately most people I know that are familiar with podcasts <laughs> are, you know, already submitting to another podcast for this case. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much for you two joining I think we should go ahead and say goodbye to our 10th episode but I think it has been an awesome episode and I've had so much fun oh, you could get so, Rig and Morty too just saying I could get Rig and Morty actually you know he he, I probably could get on yeah he would, he would <laughs> he's easy I can get him on he's easy yeah he, <laughs> wow yeah he, uh, I, I would have to get him to come in without all of the uh, theatrics though oh. to just be Rig and Morty he could do that, totally. I think so. I've heard him on other podcasts. He can do it just fine. Oh, I've, I've talked to him several times. He's a very nice man. Yeah. Okay, so, um, do you know, do you want to say goodbye? Is there anything you'd like to say about the 10th episode? It was awesome getting to podcast with you two again. Thank you for having me on. And mm-hmm. and I love you Do all. this often. Do what? <laughs> we should do this more often. Yeah, every, hey, the 20th, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, the 20th episode, not the 20th of August. <laughs> oh, so, so, so she's promising to be here every 10 episodes, apparently. How about you, Jeffy? Um, so I'm not upping my offer. <gasps> but it's Juno. <clears throat> oh, I don't mind doing it with just Juno, that's fine. Oh! <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get rid of me, I see how it is. Aww. It's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Dreams! Happy birthday, Dreams. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Aww. 
Oh, I think I'm actually going to end up putting this episode out tomorrow because I have a lot of stuff I need to get done today. So it will probably go out on my birthday. So that's kind of cool. The 10th episode on my birthday. Yeah, that's awesome. Woo. Happy birthday yep, to yourself, I, right? That's your own little birthday. Indeed. Indeed. It's been, a, you know, it's been a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun work. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> so I understand. So, mm. <laughs> and so, Jeppy, is there anything you'd like to say? And yes, you may be ornery. Not that you need permission. He can't help right. it. Two and a half hours, I'm never getting back. <laughs> but you enjoyed your stuff. No, it's been fantastic. And I'm, I'm very proud to have been here for your 10th episode. And I look forward to the 100th with eager anticipation. <laughs> You're going to be on before the 100th, Jeppy. That's not mm. what he just said. Says you. <laughs> Says me, that's right. I have to send him right. Well, you know, when he first offered that, he went... Oh, you know what? You know what? Never mind. You're not going to make it to the hundredth, so I'll just come on the fiftieth instead. That's what you told me. Oh. He's like, but then I'm not sure if you're going to make it that far either. Oh man! Oh, I only do this to incentivize you. So you do you do it just to spite me? Yeah. I, I do not do this to spite you. If I did something <laughs> to spite you, I would still not talk to you, or I would not be talking to you anymore if I wanted to go the spite route. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm. Second. Let me. Let That's me. Take like a nasty w- turn. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly the room went cold. What? <laughs> this isn't the way to do spite it, because this would be a lot of work for spite. <laughs> That's true. There would be easier ways to spite someone. Mm-hmm. For sure. But luckily, there's no reason to spite Jeppy, despite his um, um, uh, despite the fact that I have to quite nag to get him to show up. Yeah, I'll be the 20th <laughs> if Jeppy's here. So. Okay, that's it. Oh, see, now you're putting a limitation on it. So what if he doesn't come? Oh, well, you know, I just... Maybe I could... Mm, I don't know. Jeppy, you're going to be here on the 20th episode, just so you know. Let's not overthink it. Let's just see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, now, um, I just... I want to thank the those who are listening, uh, those who are having technical difficulties. I do apologize for that. I'm not sure what is causing it. As a result, this episode will have very few edits. I'm going to, you know, go, I, apparently I went too far with the editing and it's making it jump around on iPods and iPhones a bit. And so what I'm going to do instead is I'm just going to try to not edit much at all, which this episode is actually a great one to do that with because there has been... Because we're pros. Mm. Yeah, I think mm. it's because everyone everyone on this particular episode has done podcasting before. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm gonna we're gonna see if that helps. If you guys are having difficulty listening to the episodes, please let me know because my husband's had trouble for a while and we thought it was only him. But then I heard two other people in the last week tell me that they're having trouble as well, and I was like, Ah, oh, I wish you would have told me a long time ago, so I could fix it. And so if you are having trouble. Um, tweet it to me or let me know. You can tweet me at In My Own Dreams or at OMG and AP. So just let me know and I'll try to approach these episodes as best as I can. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my guests for being here. And um, bye. 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 Hello and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Oh My Goodness, Not Another Podcast. The music that you heard in the outro and the intro is called Free Music and Free Beer by Alex Barroza. I use this music under the Creative Commons license.